I almost forgot what we're doing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting and enthralling and awesome episode of the Ungrown Ups Podcast. This is episode number 65, otherwise known as... The 65th episode. It's, that's right. It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm Ryan, just so everybody remembers. And that's Matthew. Yeah, yeah. We're the good-looking ones. Yeah, it has well, been a while. You know, I don't know. Good-looking. My mom would say I'm good-looking, but I don't know if anybody else would. Well, nobody can refute it by our voice, so that's true. let's just let them paint the picture of, like, just two buff and ripped dudes... Two just gorgeous men. Yes, yes. In one room. Yes. Being gorgeous. Yeah. I, I like it. I'm into it. pretty close to what this is. Yeah, basically. I mean, you know. Especially if your eyes are closed. I mean, this is <laughs> We can be anything you want. Exactly. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> about, uh, I guess a month and a half ago or whatever, my old neighbor moved out. The guy that lived directly next door to me. Good friend of mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a bummer. Cause Why did he move? Uh, he moved to just a different place because he's got kids and he wanted amenities oh. and stuff. And, and they, he actually lives, him and his wife live in Vegas and he's back and forth because oh. his kids go to school here still. Oh, shit. So he's back and forth. So he just wanted a place that had like a pool and all kinds. And I totally get that. That yeah. makes total sense, right? Um, so anyway, so they cleaned up the place and they actually fixed the railing, which we've talked about before. The yes. three inch screw up. So they fixed that, which is funny. Uh, anyway, so new neighbors are moving in. They took the keys like two weeks ago, moved in like two boxes, and I never saw them again, which is super bizarre. Oh, weird. Yeah, and then today and yesterday, they started moving a bunch of stuff in, and well, I maybe- actually... I did see him once when I was bringing the dog in, and I just kind of had the dog, I had my headphones in. I just, I'm not interested in talking to somebody. I was just trying to get in the house. And so I don't, I haven't met them. And so far, like I've done laundry today, I've done a bunch of other stuff, and I've successfully avoided speaking to them. Are you afraid of your new neighbors? No, I just don't care. But I mean, like eventually it'll be like, hey, I'm your neighbor, whatever, right? Yeah. But like today, you know, you just want to get stuff done. And like, true, true. I'm carrying my laundry. I don't want to stop and have a conversation. Well, they probably don't want to meet you yet either because they're still not. moving in and dealing with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And it's weird. I can't tell who actually, out lives of all there? the people, yeah, I can't <laughs> tell who actually lives there because there's been a grip of people in and out. There's a kid, which I'm hoping is not a permanent f- fixture over there. Yeah, but even if they are, you don't have any walls in common where that would be a problem. Like you, your living room wall, I think, is. The one that shares that in your in your kitchen, right? yeah, yeah. And so typically, I mean, you can't. There's not a lot of noise back and forth right. between these two places. It's not like they're super loud. You can hear chairs move on the floor, whatever. But if there was a little kid, I'm, I would assume you'd hear more. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I mean, you're not under them, which no, I guess would be no, the, the biggest downside to having a kid neighbor is just you know the, the stomping, the running, and all that stuff above you. But it's funny that you say that because when I moved, first moved in here, the there was a unit at the back underneath right that was yeah. also open it had garage access directly so i was oh. like oh yeah i'll look at that one too uh, well thank god i looked while i was in there it was like yeah the whole freaking time i was like is there a freaking elephant living up there meanwhile i've asked my downstairs neighbors like we don't hear you walking around at all wow so maybe, maybe i just tread lightly i was gonna say you're soft on your toes i've learned from off-roading to tread lightly oh i don't I think that's that. how that's, that works no leave footprints take memories or something like that yeah isn't that what they say yeah i I don't know why those those slogans are just so bad yes like i mean you understand the sentiment behind it but it just sounds so cliche and corny you're just like yeah could you just set it some other cooler way but whatever. no you could not anyways point is it's new neighbor sort of awkward we'll see where that goes like i don't want to be friends with them does that mean well, you don't need to be friends with them, right? It's not like you're ever going to need them to get your mail because you guys have like a locking mailbox, so mm-hmm. that's fine. I guess unless you got like a UPS package or something delivered on your porch. Well, that's the bummer. Like when Josh was here, he would grab them and put them inside. 
Yeah. So, so like if I'm not here and a package comes. That would be the only reason why you might want to meet them. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll do like a, hi, I'm your neighbor. Please don't talk to me unless it's absolutely necessary. Also get my packages. Yeah, but you could even just knock on their door and just play deaf and they just write back and forth with a piece of paper. Oh, that's a good idea. But with my luck, they'd know sign language. And then you'd be like, oh, I, I speak a different. Yeah, this you, is you the only one on, I remember. You're yeah. on American sign language. All I'm I on. know is the international symbol for international relations. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a Top Gun reference in case yes. you missed it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's not that I'm opposed to meeting my neighbor. I just... It's weird because I have to walk by their window and their door to get out. Yeah. Are you hoping they're going to be the, guy, the kind of people that hang out in their front window staring out? So no, I'm hoping you... they're the kind of people that keep that thing closed, keep the door closed, and they just come and go and there's no ch- ch- shut it. Just push. Huh. I have a feeling they're going to be the people that are like, oh, our friends are over all the time. We're having dinner parties and I like it quiet. And the, see, the thing is, too. You're in a college town. I like I like the fact that you're like, oh, I like it quiet. But, well, I mean, no, because this building is, tip- is, I am, but this, this building is typically pretty quiet. Like the girls downstairs even are quiet. Yeah. And what's been nice is like because Josh has kind of, he travels back and forth a lot, that apartment's usually empty. Right. So I'm mostly just being selfish and dealing with the fact that there's going to be people there all the time now. Yeah. And I work from home. True. So, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, like, have you tried to s- figure out who they are based on like the cars that are around? Like, I don't even you, know you, what car they have. Yeah. You, I was bringing my laundry in, and they were, I'm assuming it was like the parents maybe were pulling up in a big old, not old, but. So could it be students? Silverado. No, like, no, no. They're, from what I understand from the leasing. Lady, agent? The, yeah. No, nah, the property manager. Okay. Um, she said it's a couple that's engaged to be married. Okay. But that didn't give me a lot to go on. Well, they might not have kids, most likely. Right. Well, you don't know. Could be a second or third marriage. True, but then that whole engaged to be married thing isn't like a... It just... For some reason, that, that only sounds like a young couple, like, you know, kind of statement that you would make. Yeah, I don't know. But... I'm sure eventually a meeting. I'm sure they're fine. I'm just being a fucking hermit. Yeah. I'm being a grumpy old man. I'm going to sit on there. I'm going to get a rocking chair on and your- a shotgun. <laughs> right on the porch and yep. just sit at the rock and spit into a spittoon yeah see i'm the other way like when we get new neighbors in the neighborhood i want to know who moved in i'm just not nosy and i'm really like i'm a fairly private dude like when it comes to this is my space i just want to well you know, you're not inviting them in you don't know that that could be an expectation i'm not making them fucking cookies if that's what you're saying well yeah but yeah, i mean okay. the, your, your whole thing about being private it's not like you're like come over and look at my lego collection you're not doing any of that you're just walking by their door to go down the stairs but well that's a good point i think I, i'm just maybe i'm just grumpy today maybe you are <laughs> which is every day <laughs> <laughs> which isn't that big of a deal but uh yeah man i don't know so actually speaking of being social uh, was the grandparents day at little league yesterday what does that mean? It's they do like, you know, the grandparents come, they get pictures, they set up a food spread and, and tents and stuff. But the team mom brought cocktails. So it was awesome. I, I you know, Grayson had a baseball game yesterday, but yeah. they don't, I guess that little league does not do a grandparents day. Yeah. it's the, Maybe it's just the Tustin yeah. West or whatever it's called. Was it actually grandparents day like this? Yeah. Week? Yeah. Well, I, no, I don't know. I, I know, know for like little those, league it was. They right, do it every year. But you know, there's Mother's Day, there's Father's Day, and there's that grandparents day holiday, which I'm sure is just a Hallmark holiday, but I don't know. I'm going to look it up and see. What I'm it just is. saying that little league is better with cocktails. Oh, it, what do you think all the parents have in their cups? No, not at this one. It's a bummer. Oh, you don't know. Grandparents Day is September 11th. 
That's oh. a shitty Ooh, that's, game. That sucks. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be redone. Well, I think it's probably because it's one of those things where it's like the third Sunday or the second Sunday of the month because it's Sunday, September 11th. So maybe it's not the same day every year. It's the first Sunday after Labor Day. That's what it is. And so this year it happens, oh, it happens to, be to be September yeah, yeah, yeah. 11th. I actually, I couldn't tell you when Labor Day is. I don't know what the next holiday is, like Memorial Day or Memorial something Day. like that. Yeah. I don't know when that is. Yeah, we're, this is May. We're in, we're in is, May already. It is May 1st today. It For is. those of you in real time, this is May 1st. This yeah. will come out on the 4th? Yes. May the 4th be with you. I was about to say, this is the shittiest time of the month because it's either the stupid Justin Timberlake, it's going to be I May. St- I don't get that. Can somebody? Exp- no, you don't have to. But I don't get it. Because the song lyric is "I'm go- it's going to be me," but the way Justin sings it, he says "me" like "may," okay. and then the joke is that it's going to be May. Ah, it's like a shitty in sync <laughs> pop reference that. I mean, I've seen all the memes. I just never got it. And they're not good. No, and then, and then it it's the, the May the Fourth be with because it's all the Star Wars yeah. and I'm fine. And then it's Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. yeah, just deal with this it. This first week just sucks. Eh. Cinco de Mayo is cool, but Revenge of the Fifth is not. Uh, fuck Cinco that de Mayo, shit. just so everybody knows, too, is not Mexican Independence Day. Okay. No, it's, it's when not. They, was the end of the one of the wars, right? It was one of the wars, and the yeah. funny thing is, is it's a bigger deal in the U.S. than it is in Mexico. Right. Right. Yes, it is. But for me, it's it's my work anniversary, so I just it's an easy day for oh, me to yeah. remember. Are you going to do your uh, Choco, Choco Taco tacos? Celebra- That's the downside to the pandemic. Is this is going to be like the... We could take three. There's probably three people there. I guess. But I drop them off in the office. Because, I mean, nobody goes into the office unless they Uh, have to do something. So the office is pretty much a ghost town. We're not really scheduled to go back into the office for actual, like, regular working until June. So... Oh, really? Yeah. So this is technically the the third May that I've celebrated my my, uh, employment anniversary from home. It's weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it could be worse, right? Yeah. Do so, you? So it's been a while because you and I have gone places, and then we came back, and then we're like, uh, we're busy. Yeah, there's just been a lot going on, and I, I think I'd, I probably wasn't feeling great one weekend. Maybe. Yeah. So the last time we talked, this was right before I was about to go on my spring break adventure. Correct. To Maui. Yes. And we adventured. You went to, what's the, the, uh. Uh, what was that Wayne's World where they do the Hawaii thing? You remember that? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've watched. That's Wayne's a good movie, World. by the way. You think it still holds up? No. Okay. I mean, I, I, <laughs> in my head, I do, but I don't want to know. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those movies yeah. like you, I think you I, have I, positive sentiment to it. And you don't want to rewatch it to ruin it and realize, oh, this is shit. Yeah, it's like Fraggle Rock. I told you, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the, the the Maui adventure, and sometimes you know when the when you when you start the trip, you have sort of expectations, and when you go through certain things, you're like. Huh. So, what do you mean? Like, like, uh, what's an example? Maybe like expectations versus reality kind of thing. Okay. And, and we've been to Meow, uh, to Meowie, to, to Maui. <laughs> wow. That is the cat version. Yes. Yeah. We we've been to Maui a bunch of times. So this is it's it's nice returning to, to familiar territory because this is one of those vacation destinations where we don't have to plan anything. We know what to do. Sure. It's relaxing. You stay it's in Lahaina. Uh, we stay north of Lahaina. We stay in the Pili. Oh yeah, nice. So the quiet we, uh, quiet section. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. before we uh, leave. For the airport, I get an email from United saying, hey, it's time to check in, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a day before. Yeah, as you do, 24 and, hours. Right. And right. they and they recommended that because it is spring break, you should get to the airport early. Uh-huh. And so our flight departure is at 1.30. So boarding starts at like at 1. Okay. So I'm like, all right, 
we'll see. We'll make sure we're at the airport by 11. That's two hours to make it through. Uh, when you had to go to LAX. LAX, Ew, right. Gross. Right. And so LAX can be a shithole like yeah. around holidays. Right. And so we figured, okay, well, because we're parking at the parking spots, we got to get the shuttle over to the airport. Sure. Then dropping the bags off, TSA, all that stuff. Do you so, do the, the curb guy for the bags or do no, you no, go no, inside? I, I go inside. What's that guy called? The Skycat. Yeah, the Skycat yeah, the border. I like the, sky, I like the sky cat. I, I never do that. And it's, it's a weird relic. Like, that it still persists. It's cool that they still have it. The only problem I always feel bad is I never have cash. So I'm like, okay, thanks. And I think the tip is expected. Yeah, well, for sure it is. So I feel like a jerk now. The shuttle guy was like, looked at me weird. I'm not tipping you, bro. Well, the weird thing is, is like they want to get their hands on your bag. You're like, I carry this thing on this van. I can right. carry it right off. Mm-hmm. But um, no, so we get to the airport we're on the the parking spot shuttle and if you're at all familiar with lax the terminals are shaped like in a in a big u yeah right and so we're at terminal seven which is the very last terminal on the the entry side yeah yeah, yeah, on the departure on the departure level and so on the the first terminal i want to say is one of those shitty airlines like spirit one of the budget frontier frontier something Something like like that. that yeah yeah and so we're on the shuttle bus and the driver asks you know what airline you're flying so they know who to where to stop right we stop at the first terminal and the line is out the door. Jesus. I'm like, oh, fuck. This That's is not a good suck. sign. Not a good sign. What airline were you on? We were on United. So United terminal right 7. Sure, sure. And so we keep going through the airport and there's decent lines and crowds. And we're like, oh, this is going to suck. We get to United. There's no lines. There's no crowds. We go in. We drop our bags off and we breeze right through security. Oh, nice. We were done, checked in everything before 11 a.m. Our oh. flight doesn't board until one, and so sounds like, like a bar situation. Well, except for the fact that the last time we went to New York, I had uh, United Club Lounge passes. Oh, so Grayson, uh, the wonderful child that he is, he's he likes the finer things in life, and so he was like, "I want to go back to the club," and I was like, "All right, it's fifty nine bucks a person." A person? Yeah, yeah. Holy and so I'm like, all right, whatever. This is yeah, vacation. It's vacation, sure. Let's kill time. It's it's open bar. They got food. They got snacks. Let's let's go ahead and go do that. So we we walk into the uh, the United Club Lounge, and I'm just joking with the the lady at the front desk. I'm like, yeah, my son's bougie. He wants club access. We're doing this. Yeah. And so she takes our boarding passes, scans them in, and then goes and takes my my credit card. And it's a United card. She goes and swipes it. It doesn't read. She then, like the card's broken or the reader's broken or something? something. Oh, it just doesn't work. Okay. It doesn't work. And okay. then so she flips it over and she has to manually type it in. And yeah. she's chit-chatting and then it timed out. <laughs> so then she's like, oh, man. So then she types it all in again. Yeah. And it doesn't go through. And so then at this point, she's like, hey, let, let, let me take you over to this other terminal, yeah. uh, other uh, desktop, basically. So we walk over then she's like, just walk in. Just go. Just go. She like, hands me a card back, hands me the boarding passes back and just waves us in. Nice. So that, so that saved us, you know. Shit, almost 180 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so nice. at that point, the trip is going pretty good. You know, we're, <laughs> okay. we're like, all right, so the, everything is good so far. The spring break travel nightmare didn't happen. Sure. Free club lounge access. Yeah. Uh, very heavy pours and all the beverages. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. We were tipsy, like two drinks in. And then, uh, you know, we get on the flight, flight smooth, we land. And I had uh, booked my rental car through Hertz. Yeah. And uh, I use the. Cor- I'm surprised you got a rental car. Well, so the rental car rates, if you were just to go Hertz.com, Avis.com, any of the direct sites, yeah, it was about eight to nine hundred bucks for a week. What'd you it, book it on? Just any. If you even went. You no, I said how you did it. I used my corporate travel code. 
the tra- oh, so nice. I, I used the corporate travel. And I yeah. said, and I I made sure I checked with my bosses. I checked with the the corporate they travel. They don't care usually. I was like, hey, yeah. can I use this code for personal travel? And they're like, yeah, sure. Right. So instead of paying nine hundred bucks for the rental, it was forty bucks a day. That's nothing. So and it was like two forty plus taxes basically. Rental cars have been hard to get lately, well, especially on the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I'm like, all right, sweet. At least we're not overpaying for the rental car. Yep. And I hurts gold. You get to pick your car. So right. I'm like, sweet. We get, we land in Maui, we shuttle over to the uh, airport or the, the rental car facility, and they're like, all right, pick anything you want out of this aisle. All that was in that aisle was two cars, one of which somebody had already gotten into. <laughs> it was two Nissan Sentras. Oh. Somebody else had taken the, taken, 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 the white one, Okay, and there was nothing left but the black one. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, and it's just beat. Every single hubcap is It's a curbed. Sentra in Hawaii. It's a Sentra in Hawaii. Yeah. It's a 2019 oh, Sentra in Hawaii. Oh, I'm like, oh, and I would have been so pissed had I spent 900 bucks on that to get that right at 40 bucks a day. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I, I get in the car, load the bags, plug in my phone. And then when you have an iPhone and it knows the car has CarPlay, you have a pop up that appears yep. on your phone. Right. Do you want to allow CarPlay? I'm like, right. sweet. I got navigation. There's no way it had CarPlay. It did, but it didn't. What do you mean? It was disabled but enabled. So the car software, the phone knew that it had CarPlay. Right. It was rental spec. They disabled CarPlay, so you couldn't select it in the menu. That's garbage. So that was bullshit. Yeah, that's dumb. And then so we had to run errands anyways. So when we left the airport, we went into town, and we went to Walmart to pick up some, like, uh, groceries and small things for the week and Target. And uh, so I picked up a suction cup smartphone holder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as my Navi because they didn't have it. Um so, yeah, that was like, oh, that sucks, the stupid rental car. Then we get to the, the condo, and we stay at this property. It's an out, uh, outrigger resort. Is it a uh, timeshare? Is that what it is? Or is it just a resort? It's a resort that the, they're condos, and so the units can be privately owned, but then also the outrigger runs the other ones. Oh, okay. So it's a weird... Like a combo, kind of. Kind of, yes. Yeah, all right. But there's no rhyme and reason as to which one is an outrigger versus which one's privately owned. They all look the same. Yeah. You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. Okay, got it. And so we've stayed at that property pretty much every time we've been in Maui. Sure. So we know the deal. Um, and we booked this one through VRBO. Okay. We go to check in, and the guy's like, yeah, we don't have any records of you coming in. The The property owner didn't let us know that that unit was going to be occupied. Oh, nice. Okay. And they're like, but we can let you into the unit. Right. But we won't give you a key. Wait, so they, what? So they let us into the unit. Yeah. So they basically unlock the door, uh-huh. let us in. And then it's a key card system. So if you leave the room, you're locked out. So I used my parking spot uh, key card. To, to block the thing? To block the deadbolt in the door jam. And then I used the baggage claim stickers that they put on your suitcase <laughs> to tape the card in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next morning, we went to breakfast. We did our all our things. And we could still get into the room because right. you close the door. It, yeah, it looks locks. like the door is. No, it doesn't no, lock. I mean, yeah, yeah, it looks it like it's locked. It looks like yeah, it's exactly, locked. Yeah, exactly, right. So then the next morning, then they're like, don't worry, just come back in the morning. We'll contact the property owner and sure. we'll confirm that you have the reservation. So I go back the next morning and it's a different lady at the front desk. And I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm trying to check into this unit. Um, they didn't have us uh, arriving. And she's like, well, do you have emails that show? I'm like, yep. And she's like, oh, it's managed by that company. Oh, God, that's never a good sign. And it's in the, in the company. I'm specifically going out of my way to name them. It's KBM Resorts. 
Is this because they're bad? Are we yes. shaming them? Th- okay. This is this is the uh, Taco Time shit list that they're oh, on. God. The KBM Resorts shit list. Now okay. I'll explain why. Yeah. So please. with with any of these private rentals in the past, I know that when you check in at the front desk, there is basically a seventy five dollar resort fee that gets you the keys to uh-huh. the room, which okay. is also the keys to the laundry room. It gets you the towels for the pool. And sure. It gets you like all the stuff you need. Right. Yeah. yeah outside yeah. the condo. Right. So the the rental. Never mentioned that anything in the listing and in the emails leading up to it, they never said, hey, you need to check in at the front desk. None of that. It, instead, the emails were like, your key code is this to, you know, to oh, the it's got a pad, but they don't. Oh, that's helpful. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Basically, they're using a generic email template that doesn't apply to that property. It's just any property. Apparently. Right. And right. they were giving me a key code to some other property because it was like, oh, this is your six digit pin. Anyways. So I get checked in. They... The email was sufficient. So then I email KBM Resorts and said, hey, um, they y'all, didn't kn- y'all are full of crap. Yeah. They yeah. didn't know we were coming. You right. guys never uh, contacted and let them know. You never mentioned this key charge thing. And uh, at the very least, you know, are you going to reimburse me for a charge that I wasn't aware of? Right. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Just send me a copy of the invoice. So it was 88 bucks after fees Tax and all and that all shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I send it off. And then about... A couple hours later, I get a contract sent back to me. Okay. A non-disclosure form. No. They wanted me to, in order to accept the non-disclosure form, they wanted me to sign away my rights for 88 bucks. Nope. And I specifically did not sign it because this is a confidentiality agreement. And um, if I breach this contract, it's a... Equals up to a $25,000 fine. No. Yes. Get out of here. So because you wanted a... They made a mistake. They never mentioned... They, they didn't inform the front desk that I was coming. Yeah, so they made the a mistake. mistake yeah, yeah, Right? The second mistake is they never disclosed that there, there was a registration fee sure. to get the keys. So that is $88. Yeah, yeah. And then so they were willing to give me the 88 bucks back. If you never told anybody. Yes. No. I don't yes. like that. So the undersigned guest for consideration of $88.06 USD paid on your behalf by KBM Hawaii, which is hereby acknowledged on behalf of themselves and other guests in their immediate or re- related reservation party what? from all claims of liability, damages, or demands for any future consideration. No. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. And they're like, oh, I, I can't make any statements uh, via any website, including but not limited to HomeAway, VRBO, TripAdvisor, Yelp. Do not rent vacation.com, guestchecker.com, blogs, reviews, or postings to the internet, emails, and whether or not they are made anonymously or through the use of a pseudonym. What? So they basically wanted me to sign away my rights to tell everybody else that, hey, these guys are kind of shitty yeah. for 88 bucks. That's even more shitty. Like, right, that's right, right. super shady. Like, if it was like $25,000, I'm like, Okay, I'll be I'll shut up for twenty five. Yeah, grand. sure, but it's eighty eight dollars and six cents. Yeah, and it's like I like the six off. cents. By the way, that's pretty yeah. funny. What? <laughs> well, hopefully the rest of the vacation went better. Yeah, did you After do some that, snorkels? Yeah, yeah, we did snorkeling. Yeah. The, the vacation itself was awesome. Oh, good. You know, it was just the 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 rental car was a little shitty, but for the amount of money we saved, I'm okay with that. And then we had a problem with check in, but beyond that, it was great. My worst rental car experience happens to have been in hawaii oh yeah and it was a i got i got there and we uh it's actually this is my honeymoon we got there uh and it was a weird rental car company like my dad had booked it or something for us and we go and the (laughs) dude this sucked so bad it was a volkswagen beetle 
like a newer Beetle, okay, okay. whatever. Yeah. Diesel. Oh. Manual. Whoa. And there was like one place on the island to get, they said you can only use biodiesel and this is where you have to go. And I said, nope. And t- took it right back and walked over to Dollar yeah. or whatever. Jeez. It, but I mean, I no, I think I drove it like 30 minutes and was like, I can't drive this piece of crap. It yeah. was awful. The clutch was messed up. The fact that it was just like a, it smelled like French fries, which is not that bad, <laughs> but like still the thing, and it was filthy inside. It was disgusting. It was yellow. I'll so, never forget it. So this Sentra had seen shit. Like it, it is, all Sentras at a well, rental car have yes, seen some stuff. There's something to be said about like Hawaiian car culture. Um, people who live in Hawaii, yeah, treat their cars like shit. Oh, they don't care. They don't care. No. And so it was as if I was a local based on the appearance of the car. Like all the hubcaps. That's hub not ca- a bad thing though. No, no, it yeah. was nice. All the hubcaps were totally like curbed. Right. Um. The, I don't think there was a single straight body panel that was free of scratches or dings. <laughs> of course, like not. the car had just seen yeah, shit. Yeah. It had seen island life. Totally right. It totally had. <laughs> and you know, it's it's a Nissan, so it's got the worst CVT transmission. Like you, oh yeah, you're trying to merge. You floor it. You hear the engine revs climb. Speed slowly slingshots up behind it, and it's right. just like this. Really weird elastic rubber band kind of feeling with acceleration rates. That's literally what it is. It totally yeah. is. And uh, it made for a, a kind of fun driving experience because you were just redlining it just to get anywhere. <laughs> but again, the entire thing was fine for two hundred, you know, for 40 bucks a night, for yeah. 240 or whatever the yeah, hell yeah, it was. Yeah. But if I had spent like almost a grand, I would have been so pissed. My sister, last time they went to Hawaii, I don't think they went to Maui. Maybe they did. But they had to. Uh, they ended up having to turbo a car. Because you could not get a car. So that period. was our original plan. Was we we had booked a car via Turo. Yeah. And the only problem was that I was seeing like people sharing their experiences online where they return the car in perfect condition and instantly get like a damage claim thing, and then it goes to like arbitration and they're getting hit up for like three grand. With You've always re- got to take videos of that stuff. Right, right. Right. So, but I just didn't want to deal with it. So with the yeah. Hertz thing, I knew it was going to be an issue. Right. It's at the airport. It's fine. Yeah. But the one thing that I would we kind of forgot on the trip is we're on the, the parking uh, spot shuttle uh-huh. and I realized we didn't bring our vaccination cards. Now I Do you know have the digital copies. I have pictures of them. Yeah. Which actually I, from what I hear is okay. It's okay. Right. right. So I had pictures of them on my phone. It was fine. We, other than masking in the airports, both in LA and in Maui mm-hmm. and on the airplane. Right. That was it. It's optional masking. now, by the way. Right. Yeah. And it was optional. I think the day or so after we got back, like when we, we landed, yep. um, it was still masks required and everything like that. Uh-huh. And then once we, um, I think the following Monday or something like that, they lifted the requirements to actually mask. I came back on the day it was supposed to get lifted and it did not get lifted. Oh, okay. It got pushed. And in fact, they were, I was on American. They were supposed to have uh, booze. Oh yeah. yeah they yeah, were yeah. supposed to have the booze card again. They didn't have that either. That got taken tell, or delayed or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the shitty thing with <clears throat> the mask mandate being lifted, like it fine if you don't like the masks or whatever, but I think the shitty thing is is people that had planned their trip and were comfortable with the idea of flying because everybody had to be masked. Now it makes it. Then all of a sudden halfway right. through the flight, they make the announcement. You have flight attendants cheering <laughs> right. and then taking the masks off and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, well. So it's funny, my my flight uh, to, to Chicago, I got to the airport a little late, so I actually had to deal with uh, with the bullshit spring break that I forgot about. Yeah, and so, so the security line was we came long. back the Saturday before Easter. You left, I think, 
the Friday. The Friday. So yeah. So I left the Friday, and I was supposed to come home Sunday, but I did not. Yes. So so here's share, share your Chicago adventure. I will. So uh, I was late. Get I was a little bit late to the airport, and I was on one of those six forty five flights. And if you know John Wayne, that's not that's BS. It's not a real flight time because right. it's just to get in line, right? Because right. you can't leave John Wayne until seven. Correct. Actually, like seven oh one, seven oh five. I think is seven oh five. Sure. Yep. So on, I get there. It's security line is hosed, dude. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna get through this. Do thing. you have TSA precheck? No, I never got it because I never needed it. Like oh. I, I've never, I've never really needed it. Usually, it's easy on, easy off. Anyway, so um, well, and it's also a Friday, so everybody's a Friday of Easter, so everybody's trying to get out, yeah. right? And so that was kind of crappy, but luckily. The other security checkpoint had nobody in line. So the, the guy was like, dude, just go just down go there. there. So I booked. Um, get on the flight. Everything's fine. The flight out was fine. Um, this guy kept trying to talk to me where I very clearly had headphones in. Yeah, I and don't I was, understand I'm, that. I'm literally playing. I got the uh, Lego Star Wars game for Switch. Okay. Because Lego games are pretty fun. And it's something to do on the plane. Yeah. And I'm literally playing a game. And this dude keeps talking to me. And I finally just looked at him. and was like, I apologize. And I'm not trying to be rude. But I have no interest in sharing an experience with you. <laughs> Like at all. <laughs> and how did he uh, reply to that? Which is like, <laughs> well, and then he just shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that seems so. I mean, I, I was polite of as polite as I could possibly be about it after saying you had headphones right. in. Like that's the clear sign of right. do not disturb. Right. I do not want to hear what you have to say. No interest. Were you at the window or the aisle? On the aisle. So I used to be a window guy. Yeah. But now I realize it's it's more of a pain in the ass. So I will sit on the aisle and I. A lot of times we'll tell people, I typically fall asleep on a plane. Yeah. I only stayed awake because I was playing a game. But normally I'll say, hey, look, I sleep and I can't keep my eyes open on a plane. So if you have to get out or you want to just go to the bathroom now, do it. Yeah. Because I am almost impossible to wake up sometimes. Yeah. So, but I, it's just more comfortable. I feel like you get a little bonus room if you're on the aisle. Yeah, you can, you know, you can stick your leg into the aisle as yeah. long as the cart's not coming. Yeah, it's a little nicer. And it was, other than the guy just kept trying to talk to me, fine flight. So I get to Chicago. Um, <clears throat> it was like kind of rainy. It was nice, but took the train uh, to. So at a roughly 7 a.m. departure, you're getting in like a three in the afternoon kind of thing? No, I got in at, so it was at nine and it's a three and a half hour flight. I got like one. Basically. Okay. That yeah. <laughs> no, not bad at all. Um, I didn't think my hotel would be ready, so I was kind of bummed. But I took the train, you know, jumped on the train, ran over to the hotel just to check in. And when I booked the hotel, so the point of my trip was to go to the House of Blues to see Jawbreaker, Built to Spill, and Smoking Popes. Right. On Friday night. So I booked the hotel knowing it was close to House of Blues, but not realizing how close it actually was. I walked by it twice. Because I thought it was an extension of the House of Blues, but it's just it's literally in the same parking lot. Oh shit! So I I could walk out and it was forty feet to the door. How did you not realize that based on the address or the search? What did you because in the in the picture or like even on the map? Yeah, it looks like it's across the street. Okay, right, but it happens to be kind of a big parking lot. It's those (laughs) uh, what are those towers called? It's the two big round towers on the Chicago. The parking structure towers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that turn into condos. I don't know what it's called, but I I know the Willits Tower or something like that. Maybe there's a name. I know the landmark. Yeah, yeah. So. Willits is Sears Tower. Yeah, no, you're right. I can't remember what it's called. But anyways, that is where the House of Blues is. In the tower? It's next to it. Okay. And then the hotel is next to that. Oh, right. So it was rad. Like, I didn't have to wear a jacket or anything to go to the show. Oh, that's kind of Which nice. is nice, because it was cold. Yeah, no coat check needed. Nothing. And uh, so that was cool. And then went to grab some food, hung out, and then went to uh, went to the show. It was awesome. 
was how, so much fun. How crowded was it? It was capacity. Okay. I think it was sold out. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a really good time, drank way too much, so didn't get up until late. And I've been to Chicago a bunch, so I didn't need to go do a bunch of sightseeing. So I just wandered around the next day a little bit. And then I was thinking, like, well, what am I going to do? Did you go to Portillo's? I didn't, actually. No. No, I just had some local, like, smaller yeah. places that were good, some really good places. But I uh, was like, oh, well, what am I going to do tonight? Like, I, I didn't go to the White Sox game because it was a 1 o'clock game. I just wanted to sleep in. Like, I haven't been able to sleep in forever. Um, so Because nice. the dog? Yeah, just in general. Okay. Like, you know, work and stuff. You're always up and doing stuff. And so, and I, I was so hungover. So, anyways, I looked online, and I found a $25 ticket. Okay. With fees and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, I went again. Um, and it was cool because they played a little bit different sets. The Jawbreaker order was different. It was the same songs with different encores. But, I mean, it was great. So it was really great to see all those bands a couple nights in a row. Was it better the second time around because you could actually remember the concert performance versus the first night? No, I remember both <laughs> nights. Uh, I was also pretty drunk night, too. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, just hanging out, having, you know, yeah. they, they have the Tall Boys of Bud Light or whatever. It's kind of the best beer they have, unfortunately. That was a Goose Island. I didn't oh, want wow. that. Yeah. Um, so anyways... Or no, they had a Daisy Cutter. I can't. I can't remember who makes that. Anyway, no, no, that so, makes any difference to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Local Chicago something. Uh, so anyway, so it was awesome to see them both days, and then the next day was Sunday, so I was supposed to be. But was Easter, right? right. Was supposed to be my flight home. So, what time was your flight? Uh, four ish. Four in the afternoon. Okay, something, something like that. that. Yeah. So I um went to theater district to grab lunch. I was just kind of walking towards the train, grabs, yeah. wanted to grab something to eat, went in this place, start talking to the bartender. She's from San Diego. Oh, okay. So we're chatting a little bit. And this Irish couple, yeah, these two ladies next to me, where I was sitting at the bar, they are a freaking riot, dude. So they were, we were all just talking about all kinds of stuff and they are absolutely crack ups. We're just buying each other beers. And I go, Oh, I'm going to miss my flight. It was six o'clock. Something was my flight. Go, oh, I'm going to miss my flight. Yeah. Guess what I did? You missed your flight. I missed my flight. But, at that point, <clears throat> when you realize it, was it like five o'clock kind of thing, or was it? It was like I could make it. Oh, maybe, maybe. And I ended up missing it by five minutes. Did you have all your stuff with you? Like, did you just travel the back? Oh yeah, I had. I had uh, no, I just had a roller, like a. Okay. Um, so you had that in the bar. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if you were at the bar with your shit. Ready it was to like head it's like airport. a restaurant with the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there with all my stuff because I checked out of the hotel. And uh, so, anyways, like I literally missed my flight by like five minutes. The only thing that's not a big deal i take the next day off yeah so yeah. i could do some other stuff anyways the only thing that like sucked about the whole thing is that now i'm stuck staying at the airport hilton but why did you choose to stay there versus just because i didn't want to take the train an hour away again to find a cheap hotel or i could have stayed in like because where the airport where o'hare is you don't want to stay out there you no know, no but i was just figuring like just look at hotels tonight or whatever. well no because the the flight the only flight they could put me on was like first thing in the morning those irish chicks didn't want you hanging out with them no, I mean, we were hanging out. There. It was really fun. I mean, they were really nice. They're freaking hilarious lesbian couple, dude. They were hilarious. Like, older. Yeah. But they were, oh, my God. They were an absolute riot. Were they visiting or were they? Yeah, yeah. They okay. were on vacation uh, for another couple of days. But so, anyway, so I missed my flight. Had to pay for the stupid airport Hilton and then jumped on a plane in the morning. And on my flight in the morning, yet another person I want no interaction with. Dude, I was, like, so stoked. They said the flight was full. And this dickhead. You know, okay, listen, if you're going to get on a flight, please don't be the last person on the plane. Oh. And don't be proud about it. Like all cocky. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I made the flight. I'm like, damn it. Okay, so there is going to be somebody sitting in the middle. And he couldn't even, like, his bag was broken, so he couldn't put the handle down on it. <laughs> so he moves a bunch of crap that's in the overhead bin and shoves his bag sideways with the handle sticking out. Oh, like, shit. Hey. Dude, come on. Yeah. So anyways, he gets on. 
And the worst part is, is everybody's watching his ass because he's the last right. one on the plane, so he's right. got all eyes on him. And now I've got to stand up, yeah, and move out of the way. And I'm, I was settled at that point. Oh yeah, right. I thought this guy's not going to show up. So, anyways, so he sits down, and he's chatty, Kathy. Dude. <laughs> He just, same thing, headphones in, keeps trying to talk to me. And finally, he starts talking to the lady at the window and just saying the weirdest crap. And he was just like, I look over and he's got, his, he's one of those guys, like his mask is constantly like below his nose. And oh. every time the flight attendant walks by, they're like, sir, you need to wear, like they were getting upset with him. Yeah. And I just, you know what? No, mind my business. He put the armrest up in between us. Oh, why? That's not acceptable. No. So I put it back down. He goes, oh, uh, I don't I said, I don't care. I don't yeah. care what you do and do not like. This is a flight, sir. This is not a cuddle couch. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> stay away from me. Yeah, yeah. And then I look over at one point, because, okay, I was, at this point, I am getting a little nosy. Like, what is this, this dude's deal? I look yeah. over, he's like, WhatsApp, talking yeah. to three different women. He's talking to, like, t- uh. text messages, and I can kind of get a glimpse, like, hey, baby, all the time. And I look over, he's, like, he's got Tinder open. Bro, who are you trying to Tinder in a metal box at 36,000 feet? Yeah. Who? He's just a douche bro. Oh, dude. And he was an older. He had to be in his 60s. Oh, shit. Oh, I yeah. did not expect that. Oh, it was creepy. Oh, and so man. I just played my switch, yep. plugged it into the seat so that it didn't die. And I just did my thing. And at one point, he's like, can I get up? I was like, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Can you? Yeah. So I stood up, let him out. And then he took his sweet ass time. Yeah. That, that is kind of one of the downsides to the, the aisle seat. Yes, you get additional you get the room. room. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you got to get up to let them out. You sit back down, but you don't want to get too comfortable because you got to get back up to let them back in. Well, normally, like, I have pretty good seatmates. Yeah, yeah. Right? I know. But I just happen to have two people that were just, get away. Yeah. I, uh, the other problem that I have with, because the way I do it is on most domestic flights, if I'm flying, I'll sit window. Because I don't need to get up. I can just hang out by the window. I'm fine. Anything longer, like... Maybe like LA to New York, I'll want the aisle. Yeah. And anything international, definitely want the aisle. Oh, for sure. Because I can get up, use the bathroom, whatever. But the downside of the aisle is you have people that don't realize how big they actually are. Yes, that does suck. When they're walking down the aisle. Right. People that refuse, when they have the rolling suitcase that the wheels spin in any direction, but they don't rotate the suitcase so that it rolls narrow. Oh, yeah, and they're just hitting everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you get hit with the bags, with their arms, with everything as they walk down the aisle. And then when you're in the air, it's the same thing. They're walking up and down, and you're just getting jostled all the time. It's like, fuck. The people that... I I can take that. Like, I get it, dude. I've got broad enough shoulders that I stick out a little bit, right? But But what I don't like are these F and G D-bags, or whatever you want to call them, that they feel the need to grab the back of every seat. Oh. Or they'll grab the, like, they'll hit you in the head. Like, why? Yeah. You don't need to do that. I also hate when people use the seat in front of them as a way of getting out of their yeah, seat. Yeah, it's like their their grip thing. Yeah, it's like, there's rigid armrests right next to you that you yeah. can push up out right. of rather than pulling my seat back or towards put, you. Or if you're in, if you're in an, a window <clears throat> or a middle, pull the armrest up yeah, and, you got and slide. Room. Yeah. And then you can get out. No big yeah. deal. And I didn't realize not a lot of people know how to do the aisle armrest. Yeah, it's a little button. Yeah, the little button. Oh, yeah. I didn't know people didn't know that. People aren't as savvy travelers as you and I, Ryan. Well, that's true. We're gorgeous and we're savvy travelers. (laughs) savvy travelers. (laughs) I I hope my flight tomorrow, so I have a work trip tomorrow, and I hope it goes much smoother. You're going back to the Midwest, though, right? Yeah. So you might have the same chatty Cathy types. 
Midwest on a Monday, which means that most of the people going back are probably going to be Disney vacationers. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you're flying out of John Wayne, so you'll see yep. that. Yep. Yep. My favorite thing about flying out of John Wayne, I used to fly, what, every, like two or three times a, a month. Right? Yeah. Two or three weeks. My favorite part about it was I would see the exact same commuters. Oh, yeah. All the time, right? Oh, yeah. And it's like, hey, how are you? And yeah. it, it was more just like, you know, like a nod. I recognize you. Yeah. What baffled me was I would see these same people for a year, and they still couldn't figure out how to take their laptop out of their bag. Oh. Like, dude, you do this every week. Yeah. How how do you not have this sorted out? I've got a whole routine, and I've, I've got it down where it's easy. I have a routine, but the thing that isn't consistent is TSA at each airport. Yeah. How is it different at every airport? That's what's shitty. Is yeah, I, I know how to do it. I know right. I have all my stuff ready. And with TSA PreCheck, I don't have to do anything. Right. But something get real pissy. They tell you to put all your like your wallet, your keys, and everything into your bag. Others are like, no, no, you got to put it in the tray and put it in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Others are just like they don't care. And so it's just like it never is consistent and isn't uniform. So I'm just in the habit of I'll always take a jacket wherever I'm going. Okay. Just because it gets kind of chilly on the plane, I'll take yeah. a little, like a light jacket. I'm now in the habit of I automatically empty my pockets into oh. a into my coat pocket and zip it up. Yeah. That's I'm just that's, and it's, it's a good habit to have because yeah. it makes it easy. But it's the people that are like, oh, I've taken my belt off, dude. You've had to take your belt off for a while. I've taken my shoes off. You still have to take your shoes off. Just yeah. just do it. But it's still security theater. <laughs> oh, it totally is. It's a joke. And I like that they're like, you can't have liquids, right, or water, yeah. right. You can't take water past this point. But please pour it in this trash can where if it wasn't explosive, we're just going to collect it all in one spot. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it doesn't make any sense. By the way, you can go ahead and buy all the liquids you want right on the other side of this oh, imaginary dude, border. Your five dollar tiny ass water. Oh yeah, that pisses me off. Yeah, the uh, it grinds my gears, as Peter Griffin would say. So, what was the highlight for you of Chicago? Was it just the concerts? Yeah, just getting to see those two bands and like you know where the House of Blues that that North Loop area. It's a cool area. Yeah, it's so a, the weather was actually pretty decent. I mean, it was cold, but it sprinkled a little bit the first night. Um, it snowed in the morning on Monday when I was leaving, oh, but wow. other than that, it was. It snowed bad enough that we had to get de-iced. Oh, wow. I've, I've only done Chicago <clears throat> once, and I was only there for a business trip. I would love to go back and just have more time to to loiter. It's a cool, it's a perfect for that. Like, I was able to get around and, and see the sights and see the, the Chicago Theater, and I the made, it over, made it over to the uh, to Wrigley Field. And, and, oh, nice. And so I didn't make it to a game. Yeah. I bought tickets because it was a game day, uh-huh. but I was flying out. So I just wanted to get in the ballpark. Oh, yeah, and walk around. Walk around the ballpark. Yeah. So I bought like the cheapest like nosebleed $7 sure. seat kind of thing and did all that. But I would love to be able to go back, do a ball game, yeah. and actually kind of hang out for the weekend. Um, so that'll probably be a weekend trip with the family at some point. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's definitely worth the trip. And, I, you know, it's nice in like the spring um, when you can go to Navy Pier and it's not super hot and humid. Yeah, I like, hung out at Navy Pier at night. That was fun. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a neat little spot. And last time I was there, I was at Navy. It was August of 20. So during the pandemic. That's and right. They had, you took the train. Yeah, and they had opened Navy Pier. So I could, uh, they had live music and stuff. It oh, was nice. just Yeah, it was cool. It was keep your mask on if you're not drinking a beer. I yeah. can do that. I can do that. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was it was cool. So we'll see how this all goes. But um, so yesterday, no, Friday. Today's Sunday, right? Yeah, so Friday. All I wanted to do at the end of the week. Nothing? Sit down. Basically, yeah, yeah. I wanted to sit down and I wanted to play Call of Duty. Okay. So I put what it in my... was the last time you played that? Oh, dude, it's been a while. So you plug it in and then it's got a bajillion updates. So I put it in the machine and all I want to do is play 92 gigs of updates? Of updates. How long did that take? Well, initially, eight hours. 
so I just said screw it. I ended up like watching a movie or something, and I put um, I just let it run. Right, yeah, yeah, the yeah, doing the, the updates in the background. So I'm like, cool. Saturday, go to the baseball game, have some cocktails, went to lunch with the family, went and hung out at my sister's for a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go home. I want to play Call of Duty. My brother was like, cool. So I get home, pour myself a beer, kick on Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm not even like, I, I'm boiling right now. Yeah. There are another 13 hours of updates before you can play a campaign. What the hell? I have no idea. Was and I actually some... had to go to the PlayStation Store and tell it to download the campaign. Oh, weird. Yeah, so that sucked. Can't you play it while it's updating in the background? No, because it... Well, you could. I could play multiplayer online if I wanted to, but what I wanted was to play the campaign. So... Is it a new campaign? Because why is it all downloading? Yeah. No idea. Apparently, nothing's on the disc anymore. It's just a key. Oh. So, I guess what my point is, is that, like... These video games, the video games come out now, and you have to spend two days updating them. Just like, you can't even play them on the first day. Yeah, Grayson, for his birthday, got the Xbox Series X. Yeah, that's the new. That's the new one. Right. Yeah, and so we we had planned on, on getting it for him for a while. Uh, well, it's amazing how they're not in stock anywhere. Oh, yeah, I had to get professional help yeah, to find it's it. it's insane. So, um when we got him his Christmas presents, like the, the, the driving simulator cockpit and, right. and the steering wheel... We knew that ultimately that was going to get all connected to an Xbox Series. Is X. that like his birthday then? So the Xbox was his birthday. That's what I mean. Yeah, the yeah. Xbox, yeah. And so we we got him that. My my brother has a way of getting them. I guess That's if you're shady. a Walmart super premium member, you have first access to them. Oh, okay. So it's not like he he's getting them out of a truck. No. It's not like the speakers. No, but he is buying them in mass and selling them because he can. Well, there's interesting. I was talking to the guy at the local Target because I had to run into Target to pick some stuff up. And yeah. he was saying that if they do get Xboxes or they do get PlayStations, the um, you have to order them online. They don't sell them out of the store directly right, right now. So you order online. You can pick it up in the store. But the people in the store, they have known recognized resellers. Like, oh, we oh, know wow. you, you bought a bunch of them. Nope. And they cancel your order. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh I don't know. My brother's got a couple of them. But anyway, so he was able to get a, a Series X sure. for Grayson, or for me, for Grayson. Yeah. So we get it. We set it up. And you have to do a couple of things. One, you have to designate it as your home console. Huh? Basically with Xbox, because everything is like online, yeah. certain games are restricted based, or you have to sign in every time if it's not your home console because it thinks you're playing at a buddy's house. Oh, okay. So I had to make some changes. But then it updated pretty quickly. Like oh, all like the for your gamer play. tag? Yeah, 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 and all that shit. Right. So we get it all set up. But the weirdest thing that we've run into, and we can't figure out what happened, is when Grayson had his driving rig set up with the older Xbox One, uh-huh. everything worked fine. He was able to use the clutch pedal. He was able to reprogram the buttons on the steering wheel so that he could use a look, uh, look back function. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. With the new Xbox Series X, the clutch pedal doesn't work and the look back doesn't work. And we can't figure out what changed or if it's a compatibility issue with the Xbox Series X. But it's the same game, so it's really strange. And the wheel is certified to use with oh, yeah. the... Oh, yeah, yeah, That's weird. So I don't know if it's one of those things where it, if somehow the game is different for Xbox Series X versus Xbox One. Is it the same? Did you have to buy a new game? No, or it's the same, the same It's the same game. It just updates. It just updates. Huh. So there's something weird in the the conversation, like in between the hardware and the software. So yeah. I, I'm hoping it's one of those things where there, apparently there's a... a, a 
a long list of known bugs with Forza Motorsports and Forza Horizon. Uh And so maybe it'll just get fixed with a patch or something at some point. But it is kind of weird where he was playing with the wheel setup for... I don't it was know, fine. A month and a half, two months, yeah. no problem. Gets the new fancy top of the line Xbox, and all of a sudden it's like, eh, it's not really working right. Like, Is there a firmware update maybe for the pedals and stuff? Uh, there could be, but I, I don't know if that's where the issue is. Because you go through the settings, uh-huh. and then you push the button, and then you see that it, it's recognizing the button you're pushing in the game. Oh, it menu. just doesn't function. But, right. Yeah, so, so it sees the button. It just doesn't do anything, basically. In the setup, it, yeah. it, it programs properly. Right, right. But in the actual game, when you hit the button, nothing happens. Oh, weird. So it's totally weird. And I have to look on the forums and try to figure it out. And so I haven't really done that. Because it doesn't sound like fun. No. no. I kind of just want it to work. Yeah. But for the amount of money. Well, I kind of just want to be able to play. But it turns out you can't. Right. And, and, well, that, and that I guess that's one of the biggest things that I've seen. Like, if you're getting your kids a video game system. Yeah. And it, they're new to that system. Apparently, you're supposed to unbox it, plug it in, download it up, all the and updates. Then do, right. And then put it all back yeah. in the box and surprise it. So that way, Christmas morning, it all works. Well, that was actually funny. So that was the other thing. The console had to update first. Then, then the game. Then the game twice more. Uh. Have you been able to play Call of Duty yet? I played for 10 minutes and was like, just, mm, I'm done. <laughs> I'll play it later. I was going to say, was it, was it one of those things where, oh, this wasn't worth it? Oh, I mean, all, it's all fun. Like, I, all the Call of Duty games are fun, but it's the Cold War one. And I just, I, I, I was just frustrated. Yeah. Right? Now, do you play like multiplayer so you can talk smack to your brothers? Nah, or I don't, I don't get into that. I never, I never liked the, you know, whatever you call it, where you're just shooting each other yeah. and whatever that is. I like the campaigns. I'm a story guy. You're not the smack talking. Your mom. No, I do. I, I used to go to a friend's house and he was super into playing online. And yeah. so I would run the, I would run the voice while he did stuff. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've said some horrible things to children. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm sure they're the ones saying the same things back. Oh it's, yeah. Yeah. It's always funny. So did you come back from Chicago with any souvenirs? Uh, t-shirt. From the, uh, from from the, the concert? Shirt. Yeah, that's it. It's one of the tour shirts. Yeah, I didn't know if you... Because sometimes you get ink when you travel. But you Yeah, didn't. so that was going to be a thing that I did, and I lazily forgot to email this artist that I kind of like, and so I didn't. Oh. Yeah. I don't, eh, that's fine. So what's the uh, t-shirt? Just like a tour t-shirt? Yeah, it's just one of the tour shirts for the... You know, it's got all the dates and stuff on the yeah. back. I, I picked up... <clears throat> T-shirts in Hawaii or in Maui as well. Do you get the um, year ones? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen some of those. But this one, I like just going to the local surf shops and just getting oh, something yeah. that's kind of just unique to the islands. Yep. Yep. So, like, even though there's, like, a Hurley store or a Quicksilver Billabong, they still have Hawaii-specific right. shirts. And so um, I picked up two shirts. One was from Rip Curl and one was from Volcom. Oh, nice. And super excited the I, I I usually just grab an extra large t-shirt. That's that's what size t-shirt I wear. So I yeah. just grab them through bottom, got home, put on the Volcom one. Extra large was extra large. Oh, like big, big. Yeah. I'm like, oh, ah. really? that's so hopefully one. it'll shrink. And then the other one fit perfect. Oh, cool. Wash them. The Volcom one didn't shrink. And then <laughs> the one that fits perfect it shrank. Ooh, and I was like, oh, that sucks. That sucks. I uh, yeah, no. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. The thing that's weird is like t-shirts. Like, why is it in this day and age you can't figure out what's going to shrink, how oh. it's going to shrink? Or even standard sizing. That'd be Well, yeah, that yeah, would be nice. Right. But it's just like, ah. Oh. Like, I'm sure I could use the Volcom one, even though it's, like, perfectly sunk. But the the problem with the shrinkage isn't so much the width, it's the length. Yeah, right. That's where it's the most awkward. You don't want belly shirts? No. No? 
No. That's not a good look for Well, anybody. just because I don't wear my shorts exactly at my waist, right? Who they does? Might, uh, apparently somebody wearing that shirt would have to. Yeah, I guess so. But um, maybe when they tuck it in with their nice belt? That's I don't weird. know, but... <laughs> the uh did you know that about those hawaii shirts you know the one they look like a sports team shirt kind of just like says hawaii and then it has a number yeah on. yeah you see them at the airport yeah i never knew that was the year <laughs> well I, I just because i all the ones the ones i have are like 80 something yeah and you, like i have my dad's old one i think it says like 83 or 85 yeah, on it that was the year you went yep had no idea until i saw them and they like every year i would see them when i was in hawaii they were a different number and i was like oh this to date that is true. That's the year. I we we did buy a souvenir that we did not expect to buy. A shark tooth. A piece of art. Same thing. Yeah, in terms of getting it back from Hawaii, yes. How, much how do you get how how big is it? Is it like a painting? It's a painting on canvas that's okay. framed and it, it's roughly I want to say it was like 24 inches by 30 inches just for the canvas. How did you get that home? Exactly. So we we went to dinner at at this uh, restaurant um called fond and it's oh yeah yeah it's a great restaurant in in the nepali area Mm -hmm. and um the the chef used to work for i think it was like the montage or one of the the ritz carlton some some fancy high-end uh hotels in the island in the islands started his own place he's won awards like james uh, beard awards for culinary excellence and all stuff so the food is phenomenal. Yeah. But while we're eating, we're noticing that the artwork is pretty dope on the walls. And there's little small tags next to them, like little square things. And so like after dinner, we walk up and we see, oh, it's got the artist's name and a price. Oh, cool. And there was one piece that we were eyeballing the entire time. And we were thinking about it. And we, we talked to the the our server, which happened to be the owner's wife. Or yeah. She is the owner, I guess. But the chef's wife. Yeah. yeah, sure. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, it's my, my buddy Allie paints that or painted these. And oh, cool. I was talking to me. She's like, yeah, here, here's a number. Just text her. Tell you you want to buy it and whatever. I'm like, should we tell her you told us we could get a discount? She, <laughs> she laughed. And uh, we're like, all right, well, how the hell do we get it home? Yeah. So we, we text the artist. I'm like, we love your piece. Uh, we'll pay the price you're asking. Can you ship it? And she's like, no. Because basically it's just like there's no easy way to do it. It's just going to be a super ton of money. And it's like for the price I'm charging, you can handle it on your own. Is it glass? No. So, so it, it's just, it's a it's, frame, but it's a. It's canvas. So it's a wrapped canvas. Yeah. And then it's got like a decorative like frame Border, around basically. it. Yeah. There's yeah no, okay. It's not no under glass. glass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so then I'm like, shit. I'm like, well, I know you can sometimes carry awkward size items on the plane and they'll stick it behind the the last row in first class yeah or they'll put it in the coat closet or whatever or the last row in coach right Right. behind the seat because there's nothing back there right so i'm like all right i'm like do we want this and we're talking about it and we're like oh we'll think about it and so then we go back to our condo and then we're thinking about looking at it like yeah we we want want it. it right so we go back to the restaurant we buy it and then now we're trying to figure out how to get it home so the the next morning uh, th- we bought it the night before our flight home, and our flight was like uh, three in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So the next morning, uh, as we're leaving town, heading towards the airport, we stop uh, downtown uh, in Kuhuli. I, I can't ever pronounce it properly, but where the airport is sure. in Maui, there's a Home Depot and a Lowe's. Okay. So we get a Home Depot, and they actually have boxes that are meant for flat screen TVs or artwork. Yeah, that makes sense. Our frame was just an inch too big to fit in that box because it had like foam corner cube yeah, yeah. that you push on and right. slide it in. So then we ended up just buying a flat uh, cardboard box, like 
you know, it's folded flat when yeah, you yeah, buy yeah, it and right, you fold right, it right. open. So we, yeah. we bought one of those. We bought packing tape. We bought um, a razor blade and bowl wrap and we wrapped it up. Stuck it in the in the parking lot, yeah. And so the cardboard box is basically mimicking the shape of the frame, but it's wrapped in bubble wrap, so it was pretty beefy. And so we get to the uh, checking counter, and we made sure that it was small enough that we could carry it on if they let us. Uh-huh. But we weren't exactly sure. Right, right, right. You didn't know how this was going to go. Didn't know how it was okay. going to go, but one way or another, it's coming home with us. Sure. And so we get to the front uh, desk, you know, as we check in the bags, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're not carrying that on." I'm like, "Shit." And then, uh, so we checked it as a bag, and it was just 25 bucks to check. And then the lady was real nice. Um, she put the, you know, the fragile stickers on it and everything like that. that. That's the throw me, please sticker. Yes, but we wrote artwork. So we okay. we, we identified it. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. if it's thrown, then that baggage handler is just a dick. Right, right, right. And then, or they uh, just don't like art. Possibly. There's, there's people that don't like art. Yeah, they tend to vote Republican, but who knows? <laughs> so anyways. Wow. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. Get it? Yes. Yeah, there we go. And then, uh, so we check it on the plane. And then, Uh so the entire flight, you know, flying to to LA, I'm like, fuck, I hope it comes out. Because it wasn't a cheap piece of art. Yeah, and that would suck if it had got a hole in it or something. Yeah, or something mangled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, when we get to the airport and LAX, we get to the baggage claim, it's in the oversized baggage and it's perfect. Oh, nice. Actually, they got those uh, nylon bands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they, the strapping. Yes. Uh huh. Where it's got the the heat melt, so yep. it's like. But it's oh, they like, did that. Yeah. Oh they, wow. They really protected the the frame. That's and it, cool. In the uh, cardboard, so that was nice, um, and it arrived completely unscathed. So I now it's, it's it's propped up on the uh, on the mantle because we're trying to figure out where which, to put it. Yeah, yeah. Which side of the TV? The left side or the right side? We we know we wanted it on the the same wall where the TV is, but. The way the sun exposure is, as the sun sets, uh-huh. I'm trying to figure out because we don't want the paint to just be beat on by sunlight sure. and fade. Obviously, so it, it's just propped up, and right now we're trying to figure out where it's going to go. But we think it's going to go to the left side of the TV. But that's been the biggest piece of art we've bought on a trip, and for some reason we like doing that. Like we've picked up art on other trips. Yeah, like we did. We bought art in Alaska. We bought art in Costa Rica. Um, we bought but nothing that large nothing that yeah. large it's- my mom bought uh they were in france and they bought these pieces that were they're maps of some type i can't remember what they're like city planning maps or something okay. like these old yeah some old place in france and they're probably oh man there's they're at least as long as that racetrack thing that i have so they're like 36 inches oh or wow that's like, a good size they're huge plus a mat plus a frame like they're massive oh and they actually got the artist in this case that he Ship shipped them. them. Yeah, but they're freaking huge. She's bought a couple large pieces and had them shipped. Because we we bought the print uh, in Alaska, um, and that one we we were able to roll up. Yeah, because it wasn't in anything. It right? wasn't in yeah. anything. Yeah, just put it in a tube. Exactly. So yeah. that's way easier right. to bring home. Whereas this piece was kind of big and bulky, and even carrying it was a pain in the ass because. It's, it's hard to grab something that's like two inches wide and kind of bulky. Right. There's no way to comfortably grip it. You try to put it under your armpit and you can only squeeze so hard to carry it. But I'm trying to think of, I don't think I've ever bought anything like super awkwardly large, but I have traveled with like a guitar. I've traveled with a firearm, which is always awkward. Yeah. You just check that. And- yeah. And what's, it's awkward because, you know, I've got a Pelican case. I was take I had to fly my handgun home. Yeah. Because of, I didn't have a car. Okay. Or whatever. And I was flying home. So anyways, like, cause I was moving. Right. Right. From one place to another. And so 
I, you know, you have to, you have to declare it. So you yep. have to go to the check-in counter. And I told her, here's what's in the box. If you would please very kindly, I'll show you, I'll show you it's empty. Everything you need to know. I'll yeah. show you lock it, get locked up. Yeah. I just don't want other people to know what this is. Right. Right. And she, first thing she just chick does, it starts waving a gun around in the airport. Yeah. That's, I'm like, are you joking right now? Because now all it takes is one person on my same flight to see the Pelican case. Yeah. And which they it. already want to take. Right. Right. So that flight, I booked to the um, baggage claim. Baggage claim to be first, and I, I was that jerk that stood right by the where the stuff comes out. But yeah, I mean, it's it's awkward yeah. for sure. And they put this little card in so that I guess it can be read by the, when they X-ray the thing that says that it's been oh in- inspected or yeah, validated. Yeah, yeah. But the, that's that's like the most awkward stuff I think I've ever flown with. I uh, I realize you cannot take a bat onto a plane. What now? I went to Louisville, Kentucky yeah. for a work event, and uh-huh. there's the Louisville Slugger Museum. Sure. And you can make your own custom bat. Okay. Get your autograph put on the bat. Cool. I did that. Yep. And you cannot bring bats on a plane. So it's still in Louisville. No, no, no. It came home with me. They they had to gate check it. But they, but they, but they let you through security. Yeah. That's another thing I don't get. Yeah. Security let you through. Yeah. TSA didn't care. Well, I think this might have been pre-9-11. Maybe that's why it was, but I don't know. Right. Anyways, yeah. so uh, yeah, that's not allowed. Wait, how do you gate check a bat? Was it in a thing? Yeah, it was in a box. like a two. Oh, okay. So it it's not like you box. just handed up a baseball bat. No, no, no. Because that would be weird. That would be weird. Yeah. But seriously, who's gonna swing a bat on an airplane and take it down? That's <laughs> just like, cumbersome. Like, yeah, you could poke people. Yeah, I guess like but, lance them. But you could poke people with a stick. Yeah, a guitar. Guitars are a lot on planes. Yeah. And so that's why it was just the weirdest thing. It's like, really? I can't. All right, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You know what should not be allowed on planes? Children. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm more convinced <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed in Disneyland. Oh, that's interesting, actually. Because just imagine how much easier the park would be able to get through if you didn't have 50,000 strollers. You know how more everywhere? fun it would be, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like would that. love just like a day. Say like 11 and up is okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No strollers. Right. It's like a stroller-free day. Yeah. Just because a lot of the park, you can't get around because the walkways are congested because oh, the, the worst. The sides are all filled with strollers. So it just mm-hmm. makes the passageway that much more narrow right. and everything that much more tight. I think it's weird that, like, so you leave your stroller. Yeah. And it, maybe it's a rental, let's say, because you came from out of town. Right. But making sure your shit's there. Yeah, how, well, not only that, but how do you... They're all the same. There was a thing with, with stroller thefts. People would actually just go and... Take a stroller? Yeah. And, and strollers, I guess, are expensive. Yeah, Like apparently. some of the, the, the fancier brands. Yeah, yeah. So Like you, up, up a baby or whatever yeah, that's yeah. called? I'm surprised you know strollers. I've seen... I mean, it's one of those things, like, you see it. I mean, yeah. there's, there's kids in my family. Right. Other friends have had children. I, did, I didn't know you were such a brand snob. When oh, I'm to- such a... Listen, if it's not <laughs> an up a baby, get it out. <laughs> it doesn't roll right. Nobody wants it. I have tried... Dude, subfolders, folders, yeah. some strollers are like, that's like the most complicated thing to unfold. Oh, yeah. My, I think it was my, one of my sisters, one of the kids, like I went to unfold this thing. I, was, I give up. I'll just carry the damn yeah. thing. Yeah. Every car is too small for any baby gear. It's amazing how yeah. massive. <laughs> the like, stuff is. Yeah. Like yeah. your forerunner. Yeah. Plenty of space, right? right. As soon nope. as you try to put a car seat and a stroller in there, it's too small. It's am- Actually, I have put car seats in the back of the forerunner. And to get them in the door, because yeah. the car seats are so tall now, mm-hmm. right? To get them in the door, it's it's definitely a... Um, you have to rotate it. it yeah, yeah. Yeah. And spin it and then turn it. And it's then like you get it in there. And it's even in the forerunner. There's not a lot of clearance to the roof. Yeah. 
It's you're. It's a good point. It's amazing. Shit is big, yeah. And the, all the latch system. That's a pain in the ass. It's a lot better than trying to do the seatbelt thing. We had to pull it all the way out. It is, but they're never. I feel like the car seats are always the ones I've done are wider than where oh, the anchor the points are. Yeah. And it's probably on purpose because that makes sense, right? Because you're putting tension. Triangulation. Yeah, yeah, triangulation. But it's still. I don't know how you're supposed to do that. Like I have, I have fairly large hands. Okay. I mean, so maybe that's the problem is I just can't get it. So the, you're gorgeous. You have large hands and you're well-traveled. Or an extra large glove. There you go. Yeah. Your Tinder profile is just writing itself oh, right Jesus. now. <laughs> I am not so, interested. So this week, yeah. uh, Grayson gets to go on his sixth grade camp, his science camp. Oh, activity. did you do science camp? No. See, what? that's the thing is I don't understand what happened. So... My son is yeah. going to school in the same element or in the same school district that I went to. Not the kid. same school. Not the same okay. school, but the okay. same school yeah, yeah, district. Yeah, yeah. Right. And when I was in junior high and in high school, my classmates talked about sixth grade science camp and all that stuff. And I'm like, I never got to go. Did so you just miss the memo? I don't know if my school, maybe the whole school didn't participate in it. Huh. Or if it was an option and my parents just couldn't afford to sign me up and didn't sign me up. That's a possibility. I did not get the sixth grade science camp experience, but you are such. That's a so bummer, many man. of my classmates, like in junior high and stuff, yeah. did. We, I went. Yeah, Jeanette went, and she went to school like in in Upland. So she in a different part of Southern California. Where did she go? Do you know where Big, she went? Big Bear. Oh, so we we did uh, see me the Catalina Island Marine Institute. Oh, okay, yeah. So Grayson's going to Big Bear. So okay. that's that's where his his uh, science camp is. So that'll be fun. We were all super excited because it's. Kid free, basically kid free week. Yeah, two, all week, Tuesday through Friday. Okay, kid free. Yeah. And so Jeanette, I'm like, sweet, we're taking time off. We're just gonna be lounging around. Uh-huh. Nope. Uh-oh. Jeanette, Jeanette's got a photo shoot, so she's out of town like Wednesday through through Friday. I mean, which then means you get your alone time. I'm all by myself. What are you gonna do? I'd offer to I hang out know. with you, but I'm gonna be gone. I don't know. That's the thing. Is like, yeah, I have nothing to do. I know what you should do. I don't know. What should I do? I think you should go to the Mission Viejo. Oh, go to mall, the Lego store and stock. Get your yeah. DeLorean. Yeah. And, and build that. Yeah. yeah. That's that that is an option, but it's just the weirdest you thing. You could build all three configurations. Oh. Like no, you could build the one and then do the second one and do the third. You have plenty of time. <laughs> I I am on the uh, the waiting list on the email, so when the the Lego DeLorean gets back in stock. They're supposed to contact me, but I haven't seen any updates. No, I but, think well, I just go on and look at the check store stock. Yeah. And I, I'd sent one. I, I'm pretty sure your store will have. Yeah. I think Tuesdays one. and Thursdays is when they replenish. Oh, okay. So the maybe, one at South Coast, I think is Monday, Friday. Yeah. Like so I'll, I'll double check. And if it shows, I'll call and, and yeah. run over there. But yeah, this is the weirdest thing. Cause I don't have to feed Grayson. I don't have to take him to a ball. Like, None it's of, bizarre when you have nothing else to do, right? And like no responsibility. That's what I mean. Like you go yeah. from okay, here's my normal routine to wait a minute, I could be irresponsible and do nothing, and I don't know what I'm going to do with all. It. it seems like I have such an opportunity and such power, right? But I have, we no, have no idea. idea what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm now trying to figure out how I'm going to spend my my days. You know, Wednesday through well Tuesday night. Well, because like, you've taken you're taking the time off work. No, no, I I I could. I mean, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, well, that's right. the thing. It's like, I have, I, I could take the time off and have the day completed myself and do an adventure yeah, of yeah. some sort, but what? Uh, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Take the Miata. Yeah. Some road trip. Not in Irvine, because you'll get arrested. Uh, and do donuts somewhere. Oh, yes. Do yeah. you see that? Yes. I sent that to you, right? 
you the share Ir- this. The so, Irvine Police Department is the freaking worst. They uh, they were pretty proud of their post, by the way. They were way proud. So on Instagram, I sent this to Matthew last week. They, a citizen, took cell phone video. Of another driver. Of a driver doing donuts in an empty parking lot. And I want to stress, this parking lot was empty as empty gets. Yeah. He wasn't hurting anybody, necessarily. Uh, they took it upon themselves to track him down by his license plate and arrest him. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just now bringing up the, the post. I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah. A concerned resident emailed our department a video of a car doing donuts in the Great Park parking lot. Our, tractive, our traffic detectives. What? what the fuck is a traffic detective? You know what a traffic detective is? It's somebody that couldn't hack being a real cop. Apparently. So, immediately went to work and identified the driver. Irvine Public Works determined that the dangerous maneuvers caused over $3,700 in damage to the parking lot. It's a parking lot. It's rubber on asphalt. Yeah, so just get a pressure Pressure washer. washer. Exactly. Yeah. And so... But Irvine, the Irvine Police Department, didn't they... They impounded his car. Yes. They arrested him. Yes. And they're going to charge him monies. Yes. Because they have nothing else to do with their time. That's what I was getting after. It's like, okay... (laughs) You have detectives that right. are doing this. You have all of this this manpower going into tracking down a dude that did some donuts in a parking lot. Right. Oh, and they were pissed because apparently his car's got a legal modification, so who knows if he gets it back. <laughs> but it's just like, really? I mean, I, I know Irvine has no crime, but apparently donuts is a major crime, and therefore they needs have to be- literally nothing to do with their time. Dude, the Irvine Police Department are the hands down worst cops I've ever dealt with in Orange County. Every time I've been pulled over, it's been in Irvine. Yeah, and it's always for some supposed vehicle code infraction that I'm never written up for, but I'm pulled over for. Right. So I'm always given a warning, but it's basically just harassment. And I got maybe pulled- it's because of the fact that I appear white, and so they let me roll. Maybe. I I don't know if it's you know like some sort of depending on the ethnicity of the driver they will harass them more or less. Well, the the specifically I want to call out the motor cops in Irvine. Yeah, those guys think that they are something special. I got pulled over. This is a long time ago, um, but when I was just came back from college, I had a like a two months. I worked at the valet at the Spectrum. Yep, and I was one of the managers there, and we had a golf cart to get the guys back and forth because it was really far. Yeah. Right. And we had an agreement with IPD that they would not harass us about it. Right. So, Mr. Motorbike Cop, fuck, a-hole, I will, uh, if I see this guy's <laughs> face, pulls me over. In writes, the golf cart? Writes me a ticket yeah. for operating a golf cart on a public highway. Yeah. And I say, okay. He goes, get this effing thing on private property. I go, okay, pull the light, make a right turn onto private property, lights me up again. Yeah. Right turn on red in a golf cart uh-huh. on a public highway. And I said, dude, are you effing kidding me? Like, I just did what you asked me to do. I didn't even run a red light. I stopped because there were cars coming. Yeah. This guy was such a jerk. Dude, he got off his bike screaming at me the second time. And I was just like, I didn't, I did what you asked me to do. I was so confused. I was like, we're not supposed to be harassed by you. This isn't, this happens every day. Like, this is an agreement that we said, hey, and we had a a letter. Yeah. Right. From IPD. Guy goes, I don't give a shit what that says. So. I had to obviously had to pay it. I went to traffic school and this was back when you had to physically go to traffic school. Right. right? You couldn't do it online. And they're going through, you know, ever asking everybody, you know, what'd like, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Like drunk driving and I don't know, murdering a hobo and like, you know, running a red light and speeding. And the guy looks at me and go, you're not going to believe it. Yeah. And he goes, well, okay, tell me. I go, yep. 
uh, driving golf cart on a public highway. He goes, you're joking. Yeah. I go, nope. And he looked at, he, I had my citation. Yeah. He saw who the officer was and was like, yeah, that guy's a dick. <laughs> like even but, the traffic school guy knew. But even like the, the spectrum management didn't try to come to your defense. Nope. Saying, the uh, only thing that like saved me from having like insurance and everything go up is yeah. your insurance company cannot charge you a premium or raise your rates for something that happened while you were doing work. Okay. Right. Because it was a company thing. Yeah. So they couldn't raise. I had to get a letter, but I sent it to my insurance company. But no, they, they were like, well, okay, there's nothing we can do. So they take the golf cart away. No, we just kept using it. That's what I, that's what I don't get. Like, that was, was like, the part yeah. that made no sense. And so what we ended up doing for like a week was riding on the sidewalk. Yeah, because you know worse. the big the big wide sidewalk on oh, yeah. the main road. So we were driving on the sidewalk, and this is when they had that valet. The valet used to be in front of the movie theater, right? I remember way that. back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the and then same cop came by and he's like, "You can't drive that on the sidewalk." I'm like, make up your effing mind, dude. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Because technically, was just, you can drive golf carts on city roads as long as the speed limit's like thirty five miles an hour or lower, which. In that part of town, it's not. And we were in the bike lane. But yeah, you weren't in traffic. No, we weren't doing. We were doing nothing wrong that we knew of. Right. And that. So it's part of the reason that job was BS, anyways. But I was there for like a week after that because I had already had something that I was yeah. working on. But it was just I went to a real boy job. <laughs> it was just like, dude, why? Why are you such an a hole? And he was, he literally did the second time. I mean, we're talking 35 feet. He pulls me over twice. Yeah. And the second time he was screaming. This dude was this fat, balding, mustached walrus. <laughs> Bright red. He's screaming so loud. Uh-huh. At a, what was like 19 or 20? Yeah. And for what? Yeah. Yeah. Were you at to risk of dying? Better. Yeah. It's, it's just like, okay. Literally to make himself feel better. So maybe he's now a traffic detective and he chased down this kid who did donuts in a Miata. You know what? It would not surprise me if it was the same guy. Yeah. Because this guy seemed like the kind of guy that he's going to work at, like work at ruining other people's lives his whole life. Yeah. You know, he's one of those guys will never retire. He's a grizzled (laughs) old vet, but they put him on the traffic desk thinking he won't hurt anybody anymore. And he's just making everybody's life a, a living nightmare. And speaking of detectives, here's a weird segue for you. There is a movie coming out. Oh, okay. But I'm kind of excited about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, shit. I did not. I had no idea until I saw, I saw an Instagram uh, like ad for it the other day. Is it live action? No, no, no. It's a cartoon. Okay. But like, I used to love Rescue oh, yeah. Rangers. That show was awesome. They're, they're kind of detectives. They had a... What was the thing they did in the afternoon on the Disney Channel? It was like Chippendales. It was... Um, Scrooge. Scrooge. Well, but that one was called... No, that du- was uh, DuckTales. Was that DuckTales? Yeah, DuckTales, Chippendale. There was the... Oh, what was the one with the pilot dude? That was that Chippendale. That was Tailspin. Oh, Tailspin. That was yes. a good one. I never liked the Gummy Bears one. That one was cheesy. Yeah, but that. But I'm I'm trying to think because I want to say wasn't there like four shows in that? Maybe it was just those three. I think there was. There might have been another one. Yeah, I don't remember. But I don't remember. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Wow. I know it's a weird transition, but yeah, I, I got tired of bagging on IPD. <laughs> that would put them on the list. Yeah, right underneath uh, KBM Resorts. Yeah. yeah on, but the, on the Taco Time shit list. <laughs> I think we're just going to stick with this. It's the Taco Time shit list. I like it. And then they're, they're the unofficial sponsor of shitty things. Oh, man, they're the worst. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Orange Police, like, they're the nicest cops I've ever talked to. Oh, nice. And I'm not, like, a big proponent of police in general. Yeah. Right? But the, moto co- the bike cops here, maybe it helps that I ride a BMW. Oh. And they're all 
cool. Like, yeah. Ooh. They've never asked me about my plates, which cross my fingers. That never happens. Oh. It's Oregon. I don't want to. You're, you know, going to school out of town. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, I mean, I, I live in Oregon. It's fine. Yeah. There you go. So other r- random out of nowhere question. Do you know your blood type? No, we had this conversation and I sent you we that did. link. You did. So I ended up getting tests. So I think it's interesting that you don't know your blood type. Well, and I asked my, so go ahead and I'll, I'll relate. Well, just based to, on your health. Yes. And, not, but, and, and you're in good health. I'm not saying you're, you know. Yeah, but as, as a diabetic, apparently blood type doesn't really need anything. And no, but you would think because you've got blood work all the time and stuff, or but, you've had a bunch of it. But the weird thing is, is even after you do, even if you know your blood type. Yeah. If you get, they're going to check it anyway. Yes. Right. So even if you know it and you're in the hospital and you need blood, they're checking it anyways. Well, sure. So, but it's an interesting thing to know. Yeah. And so I, I made an appointment with an actual doctor for the first time in forever Wow. because I'm getting older. And at this point I don't, I haven't had a general practitioner since I had a pediatrician. Oh yeah. I had don't either. Right. So all the times I get sick, I just go urgent care, see a random doc. Sure. And he gives me something for my strep throat right. or whatever. Gives you know? a Z pack. Exactly. Yeah. Amoxicillin or a sure. Z pack and I'm good to go. But now that I'm on the other side of 40, it's like, all right, well, I should do the responsible thing and get an actual general practitioner. I should do it too. So I, I hit up my, uh, my endocrinologist, the guy I've been seeing for shit, like 15, 20 years right. now. And he's like, oh, cause he, my, my, uh, my endocrinologist is now like the associate medical director for the medical group. Oh, that's cool. So he's like the second in charge overseeing yeah, all yeah, of yeah. the doctors in the, in the medical group. That's pretty cool. So he's like, oh, see this guy. Okay. And so it took me forever just to finally get around to make an appointment to right. see the, the doctor he recommended. And, um, I went to see him, yep. uh, what was it? Last week. Oh, okay. So recent. So recent. Sure, sure. And one of the things I was talking about, like, hey, I don't even know my blood type. I'm yeah. like, is it in my tray? He's like, no. It's like, it's not in my records or anything yeah. of my blood type. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I don't know it. And he's like, oh, yeah, but they would just check when you needed it anyway. Well, right. But I still think it's like, it's weird to me that blood type is a thing, but it's not a thing that anybody checks unless you need, I guess, it. need it. But then you need, it's helpful to know that what you are. Cause right. I mean, if you ride bikes, people have the little bracelets yep. that say I'm this type of blood type or My, whatever. I have one and mine says blood type unknown. Right. But now you can update it. I can. So I did, I, you sent the link to the kit. I ordered, I ended up ordering, they're two packs. Yeah. It's a two pack from amazon.com. Yep. So I, I told my mom, my mom weirdly doesn't even know. And she's had, you know, she's yeah. been the doctors a bunch and she's had some health issues. And so I thought that was interesting that she didn't know. And it turns out you have to ask them to, to check it. Otherwise yes. they don't just do it. Right. So anyway, so I got the, um, got the two, I did mine. I'm a positive. And then my sister, one of my sisters said, well, I want to know. I yeah. Like, okay. So I had one, I ended up ordering two more. I actually have one left. You have a party. Um, no. <laughs> so I checked my sister. It was so funny. She didn't want to do the thing, the, the finger the prick prick. Yeah. So I did it. And she's like for two days, like, I'm just cutting my finger off. It hurts. She was just giving me a hard time. <laughs> uh, I had to do it for her. But so checked her. She's also a positive. All right. Checked my mom. Also a positive. So you guys are probably so all we're, we're all related i suppose yeah um so what i want to do though i kind of want to check my brother-in-law and then one of the kids because i can't remember from like oh science, genetically genetically how, it, how that i can't remember how it all works so it'd be interesting to see if he's different what yeah. the kids got right if, if if your sister's a positive and he's b something or whatever, whatever. a what? b jazz yeah. hands whatever yeah. what's the kid right that'd be interesting yeah, yeah. i just kind of as an interesting experiment but it, anyways I, how I long thought, does it take you 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 prick okay, your so finger you, yeah you put so a there's, drop. A, there's a card mm-hmm. and it's got four circles on it and you draw there's different 
like whatever they put on those four circles. And it's literally just like a cardboard card, like a paper, thick paper stock. Okay. You take a pipette and you put a drop of water on each circle and then you prick your finger and there's these sticks that have like a big flat surface area. Okay. And you each stick put, you put a decent amount of blood that goes in the circle and then you stir for 10 seconds. Okay. Each circle with its own individual stick, move those off to the side. And then you do this weird tilt thing with the card and you rotate it. Just to get the material spread all over. And then you set it down and it takes a second and I mean, you can kind of tell right away what's going to happen. Yeah. And if it has, um, there's two different reactions. Either nothing happens. So it just looks like blood Yeah. or it has like a clumpy dot like spotted. Yeah. Spotted. Yeah. So it's like coagulate or something yeah. like, I guess that's the big problem. If you mix blood types, Oh. right. So if you have bloods, it's not bloods. That's not compatible. We'll just put S's on everything. Then, uh, yeah, you, they can cause clumpies and stuff okay. and that's, then you die. So you don't want that. Uh, so, anyway, so you just wait and do that. And then there's a chart that you look at. And it matches the four it, circles to exactly. tell you what you are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now we know. A positive. You're I'm an always, A plus student. Yes. Nailed it. You're a positive asshole. That is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now you literally nailed it. You yeah. I just the punched the mic stand. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And I don't even remember. What was the impetus of our conversation? Somehow we came up with a blood type. We didn't know what it was. And I sent you the link to the Amazon kit. But it was one of the random text conversations between you, me, Nick, and and Jacob. And it was just one of those... Well, I, I think it was because I was ordering a new, I ordered a new oh, that's road what it ID. Was. Yeah. And that's what it was, and I didn't know. It was, and I yeah. thought, huh, maybe I should figure it out. Because all my, hel- my all my race helmets all say, and even my health card. So I have a, um, like an emergency card that's yeah. in my motorcycle jacket. Even that says Oneg. Oh. Because it's universal. It's universal. That's safe. Yeah. But to your point earlier, I hope they check it if I ever need yeah. one. So I can't be sure. So going back to the doctor thing. New doctor, and I'm just there to just meet the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm fine. Just wanted to meet you and just kind of figure out at some point. I oh, probably, the, the, my the general GP practitioner, yeah, 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 my GP. So things moved kind of quickly in the span of meeting him and maybe a few minutes afterwards. Then you're getting a colonoscopy. Uh, I had my prostate checked oh. and my balls examined. Okay. That is a, an aggressive first date. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I I thought it was nice when he was checking my prostate and then he had both hands on my hips. That is re- a bad sign. Terrible sign. But it was just comforting. Mm, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went in just expecting a conversation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here's all your tests. Got the digital exam taken care of. Got my balls fondled. And then uh, checked out the heart rate, blood pressure, all that stuff expected. And then he did... Uh, a skin check, like to making sure oh, I didn't yeah. have like any crazy like moles or something yeah, yeah. that was like precancerous. But I was like, shit, I, I, I totally thought it was like, hey, nice to meet you, you know, conversation, everything going good. All right, uh, we're going to schedule you for like a physical. Right. And then we'll do this at an upcoming visit. But nope, it was. He's all, like, we're just going to do it now. Did they make you run on a treadmill? No. And no. see, that's one of the things like, okay, do I do a stress test? Like what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what I expected was, okay, we'll, we'll set a baseline. We'll do this, this stress test treadmill thing. I need to find a GP, but here's my deal. I'm going to ask you before I do. So I don't go to your guy. Yeah. (laughs) What his name was or how big his hands are. Yeah. yeah. Is he, uh, what, what, uh, uh, like what insurance do you have? I have Aetna. Oh, okay. So I have, I have what they call a POS and it's, it's like, so the HMO, you basically can see anything within the, your, the your group, group. Or whatever, and then right. if you need to see something outside, you have to get a referral. Right. A PPO, you can do whatever you want. Okay. 
a POS is a little bit between a PPO and an HMO. I don't need referrals, uh-huh. but there's preferred rates with certain providers oh. and then a slightly more expensive rate if I was to pick like a specialist that sure. isn't covered. Sure. But it's 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 basically to me it's like a cheaper PPO. Okay. Because there is some limitations, but it's just financial. So it's like if you're not worried about paying a couple extra bucks for, to see the guy you actually want to see. And all I should go get a, a a general exam and a, a blood work thingy and yeah yeah and I so just, and that was the thing so like he uh when i told my endocrinologist i was going to see this guy i had him do th- i guess you can check your prostate like blood levels like it's there's a screening you can do based on your blood work to see if there's a certain enzyme oh, okay. or whatever sure that was all fine um and so the cool thing is is both these doctors are on in the same group uh-huh. so the records are common Oh, so right. if I do a test with one guy, the other guy will right. see it. And so it, that's They talk about nice. it at lunch. Well, and that was what I was telling him. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I, I got referred to you because my doctor, the 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 associate medical director, yeah, recommended yeah, you. Yeah. So I'm like, either he's, he singled you out to punish you, or he picked you because you actually are the better doctor for me. <laughs> or he's punishing you. Right. Right. Because that's always a possibility. Right. But... My, my regular, my, my endocrinologist seems like a pretty dope dude. I mean, I've known him for a long time. Yeah. And so I don't think he'd do me that way. I had a doctor in San Jose that turned out we went to rival high schools and he held a grudge. Oh, weird. It was super weird. And he was a dick about it. Yeah. No, he the, knew I didn't like needles. So every time I went in, there was something needles? involving a needle. No, these, these guys are totally chill. It was just, again, the, the didn't expect to drop the drawers and turn my head and cough and yeah. get the digital exam so quickly. Well, you got it out of the way for a couple years yeah and that so, so as we're wrapping up the home like so when do i have to come back and see you again and he's like well whenever you're sick otherwise we can just do this like once a year thing i'm like okay because at some point i'll have to schedule a colonoscopy right but i think and, 45 right or did they yeah did they by change 45 it? uh not really i think it's it's about that point okay. so i mean i've got time for that and i don't know what are the other big adult Tests, bloods, like, yeah, but that's just lab work. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I yeah, actually I, have no idea. I don't know either. And so that that was kind of the whole thing. And that's basically what I told him. Like, hey, I'm in great health. Otherwise, yeah. I just figured I should have a regular doctor because shit, I haven't had one in forever. I mean, I feel like I'm in good health, and if I'm not, I don't necessarily want to know. <laughs> you know, just uh, just let it just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre, man. I haven't been. I try not, I, unless it's a special start to your point. Like I've yeah. gone to urgent care. I've been sick. I've had, you know, I had an ear infection or but whatever. See, that's the but thing is, like, I don't it, like the doctor. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things, especially because if you only go when something's wrong, it's not a fun place. Right. But at the same time, like every time I go to the urgent care, it's like, what records do they have on me? Do they have my last visit records? I got nothing. Or is it? Yeah. Is it yeah. starting off with like a clean slate every time you go? And so Probably. at least I figure this way with the general practitioner. The, there'll be records. Right. You know, if I say, oh, hey, it hurts when I do this, and then, like, The doctor just say, don't do that. Right, but yeah. it being six months later, it'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, you mentioned that we should check up on that or whatever it is. So at least there's some sort of paper trail. Yeah. Because I, my doctor, uh, they use this third-party uh, app website thing. Sure. And so I can access my medical charts. Okay. And so I saw all of the notes that my doctor took. Oh, like, that's cool. They typed in the computer. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were pretty detailed notes. Like, he was taking notes on, like, my family history and all that shit. And it's all there. I was like, well, all right. 
That's cool. So I got my money's worth, I guess. Weirdly reminds me of a Frank Lloyd Wright story. Fingers up the butt lead to architecture? How'd that work? Kind of. It's the whole don't do that. Uh, like you know oh this hurts well don't do that uh apparently you know frankly right built a lot of houses with flat roofs yes right and they were notorious for For having water leak problems and apparently some famous i don't know who it was but some some famous person told frank lloyd Wright, well my roof keeps leaking and it's leaking onto my desk and frank lloyd Wright wright's response was move your desk that's not not wrong no not wrong but that's kind of just reminded me of that Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fingers in the butt, Frank Lloyd Wright architecture. That's yeah. a it's a scary place, my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the worst part of that whole doctor visit thing was the not knowing. Well, yeah, when he's like, Yeah, turn around and, and you know, get ready. Did they give you one of those backward gowns? No, like I oh. just literally had my, my shorts around my ankles and I'm bent over like the exam table. That's awkward. Totally awkward. Yeah. But that's not even the awkwardest part. Mm. It's when I have to clean up the excess KY and he just hands me a box of Kleenex and he's standing there in the room. Oh, yeah, that's weird. So I have to like wipe my ass to get rid of the KY as he's sitting there and I'm just like, all right. And he's got his hand outstretched because he's got the glove on. Yeah. So he's waiting for me to give him like the. Oh, and then you're going to give it to him? The, the tissue so no. he, he can then throw it away. No. Yeah, yeah. No, sir. Yeah. No. That's where I'm glad I own a bidet. That is so weird. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's like clinical and they do it yeah, every day. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I find odd. People that chose butt doctor, podiatry, like you chose that. Yes. That's weird to me. Yeah, but they've got to be so numb to it all. No, but I know. But think about like you're going to medical school and like, oh, yeah. you want to be a specialty. I want to be a proctologist. Yeah, Not right. a single person said, I need to ask you about this. Yeah, proctologist, gynecologist. I mean, but any, I mean, cancer. I mean, there, there are some things where, well, all medicine is a noble profession. Sure. Whatever no, aspect I agree you're doing. With you. I agree with you. But yeah, staring at assholes all day long <laughs> and dealing with yeah. assholes all right. day long. I mean, as, as a former EMT, that's about as far as it's going to go. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't need to specialize in, in butthole. Yeah. It's just our feet. Oh. <laughs> we well, especially because you're only gonna see like jacked up ones oh yeah we had a guy come in to the er once and he had taken a skag to the foot uh-uh. uh, surfing no nope. huge gash down the side of his foot and even i was like Mm-mm. you can see all the tendons and I was like, that's a foot nope. i'm not interested not no thank you yeah i don't i don't know but hey somebody's got to do it and it's better them than me yes i guess but again it, all i could think about is like dude i just met you like five six minutes that's ago so funny and it was just this in a way going, though that's better than i've known you for 20 years true in right? the fact that this is a stranger and if i hate this i guess i never have to see you again right there's there's no history there but right but also i guess on the flip side i'm like well he did save me from another doctor visit right because he could have been the guy who's like well We'll set this up for your next oh, visit, sure, sure, and sure, then sure. charge for another right. office visit, right? And then my copay or whatever the hell that is. You, so you gotta wonder too, like, was his plan going into this that this is what I'm gonna do, or did he look at you and he's like, oh yeah, this guy needs a finger? Yeah, I I don't know because literally going into it, I did not expect. And they didn't it. say anything of here's what we're doing today. Yes, until he got there. Yes, I mean like the the nurse or whatever wasn't like, oh, okay, we'll be back in. Here's what your no, agenda I, is. Like I literally just in the appointment thing, I'm like, yeah, I'm just new patient. Yeah, needed a GP. Just wanted to kind of get to know, you know, meet the doctor sure. and, and go from there. Sure. And we went from there. That was a meet and greet. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you go from there. That's the, the that's the joy of of growing up, and I'm oh, just. <laughs> But oh, the well. absolute worst. I uh, 
I don't remember what he was having. My stepdad did an outpatient thing where they had to put him in. They gave him, um, I don't know what they gave him, but the stuff where you're just like a goof, you know, like you see people oh. that get their wisdom teeth out and they're, yeah, like and they're saying funny stuff. Yeah. It was hilarious. I picked him up and the nurse at the facility, he was like, he's like, hey, you got to give him some of this stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> and he just kept yelling. It was so freaking funny. Dude. I was dying. He's like, this, stuff, this shit is amazing. Give it to him. Oh, nice. So she's like, uh, "Can you please take him?" Like, yeah, no we've problem. had enough of him. Yeah, right. I've never like I've never been put under. I've never. I've had wisdom teeth. Taken I out, need so to get mine taken out, but I. And I've been under to have my appendix removed, so I've been, I've been knocked out a couple of times, and mm. it's, it's always a little loopy feeling at, at first. But huh. I don't. You have, did you get appendicitis? My appendix ruptured. Oh, like yeah. back that's, in the day. That turns out that's not good. Yeah, no, I had uh, an abscess. And, you know, we're in the ruptured area and stuff, but it was fine. Huh. Like, did it, I didn't did even, it hurt really bad? That's how you knew? No, that was the worst part about it is I wasn't any pain. It was like literally I felt like I was constipated. And that huh. was the reason why I went to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a little bloated. I feel like I need to poop. I don't right. know what's going on. And then they're like, they appendix. Do an, they do an ultrasound. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, you got to go to the ER. And I'm like, what? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was totally unexpected, huh. but it was no big deal. And it was laparoscopic, you know, robots and laser shit. So it was all. How, how old were you? I was 20, I think, or oh. maybe 22, somewhere around there. They early had robots 20s. and lasers when you were 20? Yeah, it wasn't all that long ago. Wow. Well, the robots may not have been all that advanced compared to what we have sure, now, sure, but sure, sure. they were still able to do, like, I have three small scars, like one at the belly button, and then, like, one, like, two of them, like, right below the waist huh. waistline. Interesting. Instead of, like, the, you could remember there's that, that telltale appendix scar. Yeah, instead of, like, huge, long scars, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's three smaller ones, and one is for the camera, and the two are for like the actual surgical tools to oh, go in. Interesting. So yeah, totally fascinating. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I need, I mean, there's some stuff I should probably do like wisdom teeth. I should probably do my, get my knee fixed, but you know, it's all no, thank you. <laughs> Knives and needles and whatnot. Yeah. It, and there's always that thing. Like there's a risk that you don't wake up. Yes. But I, I mean, like that, that same risk applies when you go to bed, right? I'll take that one. <laughs> You'll take that one. Right. But the, the general anesthesiologist or <laughs> general anesthesiology, when there's an anesthesiologist supervising you and monitoring your vitals, that part you won't take. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. I um, I mean, my my uh, insomnia is bad enough that I rarely get enough sleep. So oh. it, it's a much shorter chance. Smaller yeah. chance? Shorter? Yeah. Smaller, yeah, I guess, or shorter because you're not sleeping that long at all. <laughs> duration wise, yeah, duration wise, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. No, I've been, yeah, my sleep is terrible. I'm so, I've got so some travel news. You do, I am going somewhere international. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm Pikes Peak's not international. No, that's other travel news. Oh, okay. So, before I, I came very to confusing. see you, so before I, I came to see you today, I, yeah. I, I came a little later than I planned to because I realized today is May 1st and it is. Grayson and I are planning a trip to go to uh, Colorado Springs for the 100th running of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Is that the international part that you're getting at? No. Oh, okay. That is not. Because it is in the it is in the title. It is in the title. Okay. So we had booked the hotels or the Airbnbs and figured out the route. So Grayson and I are driving 2,200 miles round trip. Yep. That's going to be fun. We're going up through Vegas, uh, across Utah, into Colorado, into Colorado Springs. So we leave on a Tuesday we spend the night in Utah, and then Wednesday afternoon, evening, we arrive in Colorado Springs. Are you doing Utah the first shot? The first that's night. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. It's like eight hours yeah, of driving. Yeah, that's not bad. So basically, I've set up the route, so we're not drive, We're not spending more than eight hours a day in the car. Um, so we get to Colorado Springs on Wednesday, 
Thursday morning, we have uh, tickets to watch the practice session. So uh, I assume you have to be up pretty early then. Yes. The practice sessions are run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Friday is really optional. I don't think too many people run on Friday. Mm -hmm. And so since we're getting in on Wednesday, Thursday is really our only chance to do it. So I bought the tickets for the practice session, and you have to be in the gates of Pikes Peak, like in the park, between 4 a.m. and 4.45 a.m. That's early. Because the practice session is run. Pikes Peak is a public road. It's a toll road, but it's public. And so they don't close the road down. They only close part of it. They only close it for part of the day, up until 9 a.m. And so we are going to be in the park basically by 5 a.m. and set up to watch the qualifying or the practice sessions. And then you have, like, when you when you book that, do they tell you you watch from here? You can watch from three or four spots. Oh, they don't assign you a spot? They don't assign you oh, a spot, but basically first come, first serve, it yeah, fills, yeah. it fills. Um, but you can only go up as high as, I think they call it Devil's Playground. Mm-hmm. That's the highest point you can go up right. during the practice right. sessions. Uh, during the race, there are other higher vantage points. But anyways, so we bought the tickets for the practice session. That's all set. But when I uh, emailed the city of Colorado Springs, because they're the ones that run the park, they run the mountain. I said, hey, we already have tickets to be in the park for the practice session. When the practice session is over, do we just continue driving up the mountain? They kick you out. They kick you out. That's silly, actually. And so I have to drive back down the mountain, and then you have to buy separate passes you have to buy your, your toll basically. your toll yep. which is by the occupancy you have so to pay the troll toll yes it's ten dollars for an adult five dollars for a child i can't remember how much the bike was so it's 15 bucks for race and i yeah. but after may 1st you have to have a reserved day and time yeah which is so bizarre today is may 1st that's when the site went live right. and just as i was coming over here because i was writing down notes i'm like oh yeah pike's peak and yeah. i was like oh, oh i gotta do that i gotta do yeah. that so I went online, and so the practice session we're going to is Thursday, June 23rd. Uh-huh. And so I went online, and I got the earliest slot to go up to the very peak on the Thursday, June 23rd. Yeah, it, the window is from 9 to 11 a.m. So basically, you get a window and yes. not a, yeah. You get a two-hour window, and then you, you're only allowed to be up at the top for, I think, two hours total or something like that. Um, because there's only so many parking spots, right. and that's really why they have it. The timed admission. The new lodge will be cool. I haven't seen yeah. it, so hopefully if that's you, nice. If you don't have the timed admission, you can still get into the park, but you have to stop at the 16-mile uh, point, yep. and then there's a shuttle bus yep. that'll take you all the way to the top. Yep. I've done that. I wanted to drive all the way up to the top of the damn thing. Well, I told you my right. story. I wanted to, and so I did, damn it. Right, yeah. and so I'm, I'm hell-bent on it, Right. Um, and so we're all set, but that is not the international part. The international part is a unexpected business trip that I'm doing to Japan. Oh, well, that's, I'm not jealous. That's fine. And when are you going? Like maybe in two weeks. The, the crazy part is, is typically when you fly to Japan as an American citizen, there is no visa required. Right. I need a travel visa now because of the pandemic. Oh, it's Japan is not open for tourism. So right, if, they're open if, for business. If you're a passport yeah. holder, yeah. Uh, Japanese passport, Japanese national, you can you can freely pretty much come and go. Right. As an American passport holder, the only way I can go to Japan is if there is a business justification, which means that the company that I'm visiting has to oh, declare. Oh, they have to sponsor you, basically. Yes. Yeah. And so on Friday, I had to drive up to uh, downtown LA and go to the Japanese cons- consulate, oh, wow. to the embassy, okay, and drop off a passport application. So I have... 
documentation of where I'm going, oh, proof I of see. this this letter. A visa application. A visa application, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. And the weirdest part is, is like it seems so strange to put an envelope together, have your passport in it, and then just leave it and turn around you and walk away. You have to leave away. your own passport? I have to leave my passport there because they have to put the visa in the passport. Oh, okay. They don't just take a copy and then you get the... No. Ooh. Yeah, hey. that's that's weird. So they have it still. They have it, All and right. then um, seems fine. Well, we, I I went to FedEx. I set up a FedEx account, and so we left them with FedEx envelopes with prepaid tracking address uh-huh. the next day overnight. So as soon as they drop it in, we'll get it the next day. How long does it take them to do? It's five days of processing. So they started processing basically Friday. Yeah, and then do you have it Thursday, Friday. Maybe? So basically Thursday they should yeah. mail it back. So right. Cinco de Mayo they should send it. I'll have it Friday. And then if all goes well, I'll be flying on the 14th, landing on the 15th, and, oh, then, cool. and then starting work on the 16th. Stay for a week or so? Stay for a week. Yeah. Um, but, of course, I have to get a PCR test before I go within 72 hours of departure. Makes sense. When you land, you get another test. Oh. And then in order to come back to the U.S., I have to have a test. Sounds complicated. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm less jealous of that part. <laughs> but on the plus side, well, I don't know so much about the tests I'm getting here in the U.S., but the PCR tests in Japan are all saliva-based. Oh, that's cool. So I don't have to get my brain poked. I just right, have right. to be able to, to spit or on a swab And or I'm whatever. sure they won't take a home test. No, it yeah. has to be like at a certified clinic. Like, sure, sure. Uh, in the, like, I had to look up and find a, a, a testing clinic in Japan, and it's it's weird because it's, it's, well, it's a... It's not at the airport? N- I guess not. So you don't, when you get off the plane. Well, when I get off the plane, that first test will be oh, in, got it. at okay. the airport. It's to leave. It's to leave. I see what you're saying. Yeah. To leave Japan, I right. have to get a test and I have to have the re- certificate. So like if you ca- if you look at the city government website, these are all the free testing sites. But if you need one for travel certification, you have to go to a specialized place. And it's, what was it? It was 20,000. It's like 200 bucks. Yeah, 200 bucks. That's a lot of money. To get the rapid yeah. test. And I mean, I'll expense it as a well, business sure, expense. Well, sure, but still. But, and then the other thing that's unique is I have to install a smartphone app. It's a, like a My SOS app. And so if you're vaccinated and boosted and test negative, there's no quarantine needed once you land in Japan. Okay. You're free to go. But you still have to have the app on your phone. because For tracking? Yes, yeah. because if somebody gets sick on the plane, they need a way of getting a hold of you. Sure. To let you know that, hey, somebody tested positive on the plane. You need to do something about it, maybe. Okay. But it's also if you don't have your vaccinations or whatever, they will force you to quarantine. And that app is being used specifically to track your location and then to check in with you. Oh, to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, to make sure that you didn't just leave your phone in the hotel room. You have to be able to answer and like be on video to show that you're who you are, where you are. Is that specific to Japan, that app? That my SOS app is, yes. But I have to download it and set it up here. Right, which makes sense. Otherwise, I waste a shit ton of time processing through customs in japan oh got it and so because it's japan's been open for a couple of weeks now yeah. or months now for, for uh business travel i reached out to some some contacts that i knew that had gone there sure because all i know is the official corporate information that we've been told right right, right. but i'm like okay you guys have gone what's, what's it really like yeah, yeah exactly what airport did you fly into what's the experience like and they're like oh it's you know, it took me between landing and getting to the curb to get a taxi was two hours. Jeez. So it's like, okay, now I know 
if because I have a connecting flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you have to fly to to, to, yes. to the final destination. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah, I'm right. just trying to figure out like, okay, how much time do I need between flights? What is this? Do you, okay, I got to get this app downloaded. I got to do this. Got to do that. And they're like, make sure you have paper printouts of everything. Oh, jeez. Because you have to have the, a paper printout of your letter, a right. paper printout of your your negative tests, right. and all this stuff. So I'm excited to go back to Japan because it's been a long time since I was last there. Last time was February 2020. So I'm super excited to go back. Yeah. It's a weird situation. But it's going to be weird yeah. because of all this extra paperwork. And, and I totally understand the reason for it. Right. But it'll be interesting to see what that experience is like once I get over there. I'll bet you actually, though, it's going to be probably nicer in a big way because uh, without the tourists. Yes. That'll be nice. That will be nice. The plane's probably going to be mostly empty. I don't know because the seats are not cheap. Like just um, economy, usually like you can get economy for like under a thousand bucks in Japan. It's about three grand. Holy crap. Business class used to be about three grand. Business class is eight grand. Uh, the last time I went, I think it was ten. Is yeah. what my seat cost. Yeah, so it's 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 surprisingly expensive for what normally isn't a terrible expense. Well, I wonder if because there's there's less travel, they're just jacking the rates. It could, yeah. It so could the be plane that. could be very well be fairly empty. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, just because they're not filling it up. Yeah, or they're making up for it with money. It's either that or they're running fewer flights per day. Probably that. Yeah. And then the the plane may be full, but right. it's just. Are you flying? Which airline are you flying? Uh, United ANA. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't got my tickets yet. Yeah. So we're we're still trying to figure out because we were. That's why I was reaching out to my friends to figure out. Okay, how much time do we have for a layover? Right. Because we don't want to miss our flight. Right, right. Because we're still getting our screening or whatever right. done. So I think this week. That'll be my activity is getting the flights nailed down, getting the hotel booked. And I have to book the test in Japan for the return. You have to have an appointment. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense. So I got to get all that stuff dialed in. Yeah. So we're ready to go. <laughs> the um, the lounge. I think it's the ANA lounge. And they have. Have you seen those automatic beer pourers? Yes. Those are so rad. It tilts the glass yeah. and everything. Yep. Oh, oh, man. That is the coolest thing ever. Sorry. You know what's funny? Something we were talking about. Oh, because you were talking about the lounge earlier. Uh-huh. And I totally. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Yep. Those are so rad. The, the Japanese uh, airline lounges are way cooler, especially because yeah. the, the bar is open and the bottles are just there. You yeah, pour your own. <laughs> so it's like Suntory whiskey or whatever. Yep. So you just pour your own drink as strong as it, oh, as you want. Fantastic. And the food's good. Yes. Yeah. That's so, the other part that's rad about flying over there is if you're in the right spot on the plane, the menu, you can order whatever you want. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And so like usually we fly business. I don't think I'm flying business this time. I think I'm going coach, which oh, that's a bummer. Makes it shitty because business you have the life flat and it's an eleven hour right. flight, so yeah. you want to be able to sleep. Right. In coach, that's not going to happen. So I mean, if the flight's empty, I can only hope that I have enough seniority to get bumped or or even just get a row. Get a row. Yeah. But if it's booked, then I'm stuck in economy and just riding. Yeah, that's the that's the hard part about Europe. And, you know, Japan or Asia, it's just the length of time. Yeah. And once you go business class, it's it's oh, almost yeah. not fair. Oh, no. It's it's a luxury. I, oh, yeah. I love business class. Yeah. But I have never personally... I wouldn't pay for pay it. I couldn't afford for to business pay for class. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the flights for us to go to, to Maui, I used airline miles for Jeanette and Grayson to fly for free. Yeah. And I didn't have enough miles for me to fly. Technically... All three of us could have flown on miles, but we would have had to take a red-eye flight. It was fewer miles, yeah, yeah. but it was a shittier flight. Those are terrible. The red-eye to Hawaii especially is awful. Yeah, red-eye to New York sucks in the yeah, same way. Right. And so I just bought my my ticket. So my ticket was like 600 bucks. 
So, but I mean, that's, you know, that's, considered across three people. It's not too bad. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of how I justified it. Right. But if I was to pay first class for that same flight, it would have been insane. And then business class is even above and beyond insane. Well, it's crazy when, when I came back from Chicago in 2020, um, I used miles for that flight back. In fact, I used miles for this last trip too. Yeah. I paid $12 this last trip. Uh, but because there was nobody flying, right? I got first, I got a first class seat back from Chicago. It's the first time I've actually ever like booked first class on my own. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it was less than 30,000 miles. I've had which a few is crazy of those cheap. I've done that. Yeah. Right. But it was, it was mostly because there was literally nobody flying. Yeah. I think there were, I, I if there were 20 first class seats, there were no, maybe not that many, but there were like say fifteen. Yeah, there might have been twelve people. Oh, nice. Eight people. Yeah. So, so it like, wasn't like yeah, it wasn't full. Um. So it was that was cool, but yeah, I don't know if I could do. I mean, I, I want to go back to Japan, but I don't know if I can not do business class. But I can afford. I couldn't justify. Yeah. When we went there for spring break in 2019, like as a family, we yeah. just we just flew in uh, economy. Right. And uh, I think I used miles for that. And it was okay. And it was fine. Yeah, it's 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 hard because you know you, the seats don't lay flat. You right. don't sleep, but given the the alternative of spending like way more, it, right. it was fine. It's it is insane the difference between ticket prices. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I get you get a lot of stuff for it, but I don't know if I justify. And, and, and the flight to Japan when you leave here at noon, you land like the following afternoon, so you only have to be up for a couple hours, and you're just exhausted right. anyway. So then right. you fall asleep, and it's fine. <laughs> so it it. Going that way and then coming back without a lay flat sleep isn't the end of the world. I, th- I it still trips me out though when you come back you get home before you left. That's my favorite part. You and get, to do you the get like again. two or three extra hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Yeah, Meh. but you also get Del Taco. Uh, uh-uh, I go in and out. Do you? In I guess out. I Del Taco's mine. In and out is my I'm home. Let's let's reset the palate experience. Mine's always Del Taco. Huh. Same same Del Taco? No, just Del Taco. Just a Del Taco. Yeah, just a Del Taco. I will go, like pretty much if I come from almost any flight. That's if if it's time to eat. Yeah, I go Del, Del Taco. Taco. Yeah. Well, and you have the luxury because Del Taco is open until like what one a.m. Sometimes even twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Yeah. So yeah, no matter when. Although you I don't know if twenty four hour restaurants are a thing anymore. Oh, because of the pandemic. Yeah, but I I mean I couldn't tell you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I have no staffing, idea. I... The one the Del Taco down uh, down the street they stopped being twenty four hours like four or five years ago, which is weird because they're by a hospital. Yeah, but maybe they just figured the business justification of utilities. Well, and they're right payroll. off of a major highway exit. Not true, true. And there's a hospital. I just figured there would be a market for it. Yeah. But Who, knows? Know. Who knows? Who uh, knows? One last thing I want to share with you because I find this just to be absolutely bizarre. So <sighs> May the 4th, we talked about Star Wars thing like Lego. Uh-huh. They, they, they have a gift with purchase. Okay. Over, I can't remember what the purchase price is, but it's it's like a diorama set from Star Wars. Okay. And it is possibly one of the more bizarre things that they could have come up with. It is, you had Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru were Luke's aunt and uncle. Okay. It's Aunt Beru's kitchen. It, is, it is her kitchen. I don't even know what that would look like. It's a kitchen. I, I, I mean, there's pictures of it online, but like that is one of the stranger things to pick. What does a Jedi kitchen look like? Well, it's just a it's a moisture farmer's kitchen, really. I mean, it's just like a just looks like a like kitchen a counter and some. Is it all in shades of beige or something? Or what's <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, it's just of all things that there's these designers are all sitting around like you know what we should do, let's do a kitchen from Star Wars. Because you know, there's got to be somebody that's trying to co- recreate the entire 
like Star Wars universe. There's a guy online. That, yeah, there's a guy online that's done the first couple movies, like little vignettes. Yeah. In brick, and it's, they're pretty, really cool. Done, really well done. But a kitchen? Yeah, it does. Seem- like the. Are there any Jedi appliances? Because that'd be kind of fun. No, I don't think so. Jedi toaster? No, I think it's just a toaster. The trash can? Oh, no, it's R2. <laughs> but I just, I don't under, I, some stuff just, that, no, that's that, just that such is, a bizarre pick. That is kind of random. Because, I mean, yeah. I'll buy stuff on the Lego website, and there's occasionally the, the free gift with purchase. Yeah, like an Easter egg or like yeah. A, and yeah. some of those are kind of fun. Other, yeah. other ones are just like. All right. Some of the Star Wars ones have been strange. The, a couple years ago, they had some really cool ones. They were like um, sort of a, a diorama, but they were all done in like a really small scale. So like yeah. instead of getting a person, it's just a stud. Like that's how small they were. Oh, wow. Okay. But there was like one for um, one for each of the three movies, the original movies. And they're they're neat. Like that was a cool gift with purchase. I've never in my life been like, you know what would be bitching if I could get a kitchen from a minor scene in a movie I liked. True. That's just weird. And, and does the free gift with purchase really spur that purchase in the first place? No. Because my assumption is you were already going to buy that. If item. that's what you're doing, that's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Right. But it's like, oh, I'm kind of on the fence, but wait a minute. Throw in that kitchen. <laughs> Give me the I'm kitchen in. and I'm in. I will pay extra for that. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just kind of, kind of. you know what I don't like? A lot of the, a lot of the gifts with purchase, like, you don't necessarily want them. It's just a thing like, oh, I was already buying this set right, anyways. Right. And you get like the weird holiday ones where it's literally like the chicken and an egg for yeah, Easter. Yeah, those are, are kind of fun though because I give them to Grayson as like yeah. you know, a holiday thing as is like, as he is a kid. But right. now as he's getting older. I usually give them to my niece and nephew. Yeah, they had the right. Jane Goodall one. Did you see that one? It is was it recent. Gorilla? No, it's like a, what's a, actually they have these tiny little lego monkeys that are actually pretty cool oh that's kind of cool but it's like a tree and jane goodall and it's like a tribute to her but like that was kind of kind of odd kind of random yeah um the christmas trees that you get you know they have christmas trees every year i always give those away yeah um i just some of them the choices are very strange (laughs) and they're not always related to the item that you're purchasing right and sometimes they have the ones where you have to buy from this set to get or from this theme yeah to get this gift with purchase and that's how the star Wars is but yeah kitchen nice strange so you're gonna buy that lego set or buy something to get that freebie well i wanted the the set the ucs set that just gets luke's the speeder the ultimate collector's series yes sir the, and so if you get it are you building it or are you getting it to well i mean i'd like to build all the stuff that i have and just have this thing where i don't have any room to put anything <laughs> So I guess I could. You, you've got to do it like a museum where you've got to rotate your... Well, I was um, just going to say, I guess I could rotate some stuff. <laughs> take stuff apart. So... But I don't really want to. I think you need to get the DeLorean for your week of, well, of I, I, I'm bachelorhood. Gonna, I'm going I'm to stalk it and see if I can get that. But... Um, well, it's I, not far if you have to go to South Coast. No, I mean, South Coast or the Mission Viejo Mall, neither one of them are, are far. So <laughs> I, mean, I tried to go... This was pre-pandemic. Well... Yeah, it was pre-pandemic. Um, you know what? Like they put metal detectors and stuff in at Downtown Disney. They did. Yeah, so maybe it was post-pandemic. Okay, I don't know. Um, there was something that came out, and for like the only place that had it was Downtown Disney. Okay. That Lego store. Yeah. And it was some small dumb thing. Um, but I rode my motorcycle over there, thinking this is the easiest way to navigate Disney, yeah. as it usually is. 
And I didn't have to wear a mask, so it must have been pre-pandemic. But they had installed all these metal detectors to get into downtown Disney. It was like this whole thing. And I get to the deal, go to go to go through this full-on security checkpoint. Yeah. Like, no, nope, you can't come in. They would not let me bring my motorcycle helmet. Yeah. And the guy was a total jerk about it. And I said, well, is there somewhere I can store it? Do you have lockers? Like, nope. I'm like, okay. He goes, well, you can walk, you know, the half a mile to the hotel and check it with the hotel. I was like, you know what? Screw this. And I left. And they tried to charge me. I was in the parking lot for 15 minutes. They tried to charge me like $30. And I just asked the lady. I was like, Are you, do you really have to charge me? You can see I just came in. They said I couldn't go in. Yeah. Right? And she's like, well, I said, whatever. And rode around the gate. What are you going to do? Yeah. Sometimes employees just aren't given the the power to actually do anything. They just to follow policy. So it's like, the obviously in that case. Was, the security guy was that security guy, though. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm security. Go yeah. do what I say. I don't know why you can't take a motorcycle helmet. Though. Which is which is worse, TSA agent or security guard? Ooh, I think they all hang out. They're kind of in the same genre. Yeah, I think they're the same people, just at different times of the day. Oh yeah, it could be could right. Be. Yeah, I mean it's similar customer service skills and similar. Oh god, <laughs> as in they have none. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, dude, I don't know. I, it's it's bizarre. So I, I bought some money online. Oh, yeah, you did. Which, by the way, that's really cool. So my family is Colombian, and my grandfather, Grayson's great-grandfather, was on the 1,000 peso bill oh, in Colombia. so crazy. So he's not... Like George, he's not Washington. the main person. He's not the right. main person. Like the main dude is is really big on the bill, but behind him is a crowd of people, and in the crowd is my grandfather, and the um, the main character or the the main focus of the bill. His image, like the bill, is mostly like shades of like pink and beige. Like it, it's a very it's like a wood carving style drawing, right? Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, an it, etch, etching is that what they yeah, call it? Yeah, it's an etching. Yeah. So the the bill itself is probably like a, a a peach beige, and there's some like pink and orange accents on it. And so the 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 figure is in black ink, and his signature is in black ink. And the crowd behind him is mostly in red, but my grandfather is in black ink, right between the guy and his signature, which is pretty cool. Totally cool. And, How, and do you know why he's? They were buddies. They were friends, okay. and who is the guy? the The guy ran for office. He was assassinated, but he was a very popular. He was like a populist leader, uh-huh. um, led like labor unions, and and uh, I, I guess you could say he was like the 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 Cesar Chavez, you know, of of labor organizations and movements, and and very you know for the workers, sure. supporting rights and stuff like that. And he was running for government office when he was assassinated. So he was commemorated on this thousand peso bill, and my grandfather is on the bill as well. So when a when was that? Do you know when the bill came out? The bill was around, I think, just from like two thousand to two thousand eighteen. So and then how did you know about it? So my my grand my my dad told me, yeah, um, and he had some bills, but they were all used, crumpled sure. bills and stuff, right? And I kind of forgot about it, and then Grayson had to do a report, a culture report, okay. And so it wasn't necessarily about his his actual culture but it could have been like you know see grayson talked about cars okay. and travel but uh-huh. then he also talked about his his colombian ancestry sure and so um i had the picture of the bill and we used it in his in his presentation but i was like i don't have one mm-hmm. i want to get one how do i buy old out of circulation currency i have no clue and so i i typed in you know buying foreign currency and 
most of the sites came up was basically just like currency exchange. Like, you know, they could buy your currency and give oh, you dollars yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, just like a regular, you would go to an exchange at the airport right. or whatever. But I'm sure. like, I don't want that. I, I want to buy a thousand peso Colombian bill with US money. and just Yeah, and you want one that is not shitty, I would guess. And so I found it of all places on Etsy. No, a, come on. A, yeah, a brand new uncirculated thousand peso bill in today's exchange rate is roughly like 18 cents. It's yeah. practically nothing. Right. I paid $6 for it shipped. Yeah. Eh, but yeah, shipped. Whatever. Sure. But perfect, pristine, not a single wrinkle. Where did they crease? get an uncirculated, <laughs> I don't know. And, of all and, things, a Colombian note? But in the guy has all sorts of currencies so you go to his etsy store and it's the most fascinating thing because we kind of take u.s dollars just for granted we know what they look like they're green they have they all suck they all have landmarks on them the the design is kind of consistent and they're all green right other countries crazy colors blues greens reds have really cool money they have tons of cool money and so i was scrolling through this guy's etsy store and he's got currency that has like squirrels on it or with parrots on it. They just have all different like yeah. animals or Where did where did where did the store like where did he ship it from? Atlanta. Huh? Yeah. So he got he has an uncirculated note. Uh-huh. First off, where did he get that? And I, why well, that's no. bizarre. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know though, like, where do you get this stuff? Not that I'm interested in competing with you, sir, because I'm not. I'm just curious the story. Well, yeah, and so I don't know if he works with exchange but like here's like he's got bills with like nikola tesla on it i mean you can scroll through and look through what? it there, there's currencies you can buy like different currencies grouped based on the animals so say you're a cat lover you could find like three or four bills that have cats on them like um you can it's fascinating and they're all really cool looking currencies from and i, I i'm pretty sure they're all expired yeah currency meaning like they're they've been replaced with newer bills yeah they're they're not in circulation anymore so maybe the value is less but he's got hundreds of different bills this is a 500 billion yugoslavian note and how much is it Uh, 20 20 bucks yeah and some some of them are framed yeah some of them framed some of them aren't ours wasn't framed and i end up buying a acrylic a magnetic frame. So yeah, one of those blocks or whatever. Yeah, so I have one of those. Two thick yeah. pieces of acrylic with magnets in it, so it sandwiches the bill. Yeah. So now I've got my grandfather and Grayson's great grandfather in a frame hanging that's out cool. in the where'd house. You, where'd you put it? I don't know where it's going to live. On the desk. Well, that's what I was figuring. It's, yeah. it's probably going to go on the desk at the office, but I mean. Well, when, when that happens. Right. If that happens. But I mean, they have like 1909 Russian imperial currency. They had um, World War II currency in Japan, so it's U.S. bills marked for japanese use so that way the servicemen oh, yeah, can yeah. use them that's weird just currency that like used. i have an old russian ruple somewhere yeah 1914 mexican revolution currency 10 deutschmarks you know currency before the euro came into play actually my buddy uh the the guy that got the cayman he has a deutschmark from his grandfather that he tucked into the or into it, the that's uh, rad the what do you call it the thing with the stuff, and you put the down for the sun. The visor? The that sun one, visor? That's that, the one. Is it a headliner? Visor? No, visor. I, boy, that's sad that I can't remember that word. That is cool. It's interesting. I know there's a lot of collectors that collect currency and coins and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but the, my, like Grayson's got some old coins from uh, his, uh, I guess it's great-grandfather from the, from Jeanette's side of the family. Because he, he was uh, in the military, traveled, yeah. and so he had 
old uh, foreign coins and stuff. So Grayson has those. It's Jeanette's family, just white people? Pretty much. Yeah. And so they have, you know, some interesting currency and stuff. But even looking at this guy's website, just, yeah, here's used 1940 World War II Japanese 10 yen. Bizarre. And so the, it just looks really cool. It is really cool. But I, like, I'm fascinated by it, but what the hell do I need with a bunch of foreign currency? Well, you don't. And I think that's, that's I don't know. I guess it's collecting anything, right? There's always somebody that's going to be like, what the hell do you yeah, want Yeah, but that like from? this guy has had 5,371 sales on Etsy. And it's like a perfect. I didn't know Etsy told you that. I've only bought something on Etsy once. Yeah, I, I've bought stuff on Etsy here and there, but I wouldn't Wait, 5,000 ex- of that? No, just his store in general. Oh, 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 I was going to say, that's interesting. But what, what what I find fascinating is the fact that you can buy currency on Etsy. Because you, you figure it's like handmade craft items. Yeah, that's but, what I thought it was, but I guess not. Yeah. Handmade uh, bad shirts and that. And well, weird a, crocheted stuff. Well, but what's also interesting is it's not on eBay. Like that what I think would be like a more suitable eBay type I store. I think that but maybe you can't sell money. I think there's a, a law or a restriction on eBay cuz I know you can't do no firearms, no I think probably no currency. But if it's out of circulation or like they're older bills or maybe they just don't yeah. have the way to verify it or something. It's fascinating. But yeah, yeah it's I I bought money on Etsy. That's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, and, he, and also, I, I wanted that thousand Colombian peso bill, and he slipped in a, a free Venezuelan bill. Like, it was a slightly smaller bill huh. for free. Just as like, here you go. Yeah. I was like, all right. All right. Well, I don't know. What do you do with it? I'm not putting it on display like I am the other one, but I've got... You, an, can, you should look it up, see how much it's worth, and then you can just feel cool and, like, light something with it. <laughs> like a badass? Yeah. Like, look at me. How yeah. many How many thingies is it? Yeah. I, two? I think two it was. pesos or something. I, I think I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't pay attention because it's not why I sure, bought sure. it. Yeah, but I should look it up and see when it was or when it was in last in circulation or whatever. When they had the um, the new quarters came out and they were putting stuff on them. Yeah, like that was every thing? state. Yeah, was all the states. Yeah. For a while, I was like, if I got one that I didn't have, I'd throw it in a little yeah. pile, and then I just stopped caring. And there's so many of them now. There's well, at least fifty. Well, no, they're not just states now. There's like national parks and yes. people and like bats. We um when we went to. Maui, the uh, the laundry room, they have a, a change machine because uh-huh. the, the, the machines, the washer and dryers are coin operated. Oh, okay. oh, you did laundry. So we did laundry. Right. Yeah, that way you don't have to pack yeah, the yeah, entire sure. trip. Sure. So we were doing laundry and I, I threw a $5 bill in, got the change out, and uh, somehow we put the coins in the machine, but we still had a handful of coins left over. Right. Grayson was looking through them and we found a bicentennial quarter. Oh, cool. It's worth four bucks. Yeah, cool. Hang on to it. Yeah, that's what we did. But it was yeah. one of those things. Exactly. We we wouldn't have thought about it. Right. And it just happened to be one that we didn't put into a machine. Yeah. And I we, have my piggy bank from when I was a kid that's still full. You never emptied it? No. Well, you can't because the one, it's a Snoopy. Oh, and it's glass. Smash it. Yeah, you'd have to smash it. Is but it? it's clear glass. It's right behind you. It's uh, up on the top shelf next to the, the milk jug thing. Um. You see, like where the the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so right next, it's just a clear glass Snoopy. But it's it'd be interesting to know what's in that because that's from when I was a little kid. Yeah, could you shake it over and see if you can get the coins that fall out? No, I've had a couple like where I've you know it's yeah. been transported upside down, like a quarter will fall out or whatever. And I've put some in the top of it, but uh, and then I have that milk bottle that I just fill with coins and take the coin star. Yeah, that's for, what we do. Yeah, for a long time I was doing. <laughs> I had a uh, one of those five-gallon glass uh, water bottles, yep. and it got about just over, almost a half full. And how much is a half full uh, water bottle? A couple grand. Really? Yeah. 
It was a lot of quarters. My dad would just, we'd all just shove our change in it. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was probably, like, I think, 1500 bucks. Yeah, like usually that. when we go to Coinstar, we just get like 50, 60 bucks, which is still yeah. for. That milk, that milk jug thing will be, or milk bottle yeah. is a just over a hundred bucks, I think, depending on the mix of coin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and I need to take it, but what I'll do usually is I'll pour it out before I go and just make sure there's nothing too interesting in there. Yeah. All the foreign coins that they'll get rejected. They'll just bounce oh, back out. There's some ways to get them to work. <laughs> oh, you, you try to do it. I don't care. I, I yeah. just do it so I get them back. Yeah. No, sometimes like it'll, it'll take them. Sometimes it spits them out and I always take, and I try to run them through the machine twice oh, just yeah. to see what it'll take. Yeah. I've yeah. done that. But the, all my foreign stuff's in a different spot yeah grayson's got a, a stash of two dollar bills like for easter we didn't feel like putting candy in his easter eggs mm-hmm. so we just went to the bank and got uh, susan b anthony yeah so the, the dollar dollars. dollar yeah, coins yeah. and then two dollar bills oh nice and we just shoved them in the eggs and hid them around the house because even though he knew we were traveling and we were getting back home on the day before easter he's uh-huh. like there's still gonna be an easter egg hunt right he, he knows it's not the easter bunny but he, he still <laughs> okay he just wanted the thrill of the search my friends uh my friend's wife they do um, Easter eggs, but they put mini liquor bottles in them for the adults. Yeah. They do now, adult if Grayson ones. didn't know that the Easter bunny wasn't real, he does now. I find him in the garage playing Forza, yeah. listening to us. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. I walk into the garage. Did you apologize to him? No, because he seems to be enjoying himself, so I don't know if I need to apologize. I'm, but okay. Hi, Grayson. Uh, the Easter Bunny's not real. I hate, to, <laughs> I hate to break it to you. There's a lot of other stuff in that, life. That's, that's all. Not that's real. all. Ryan. Ryan's ruining life. For it's you. fine with me. I'm. I am. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I. Um. At what age do you? I mean, the Easter Bunny specifically. That's got to be early where you realize that's not a thing, right? I don't know. Yeah, because I mean that one's. But is is a bunny harder to to? Except, a bunny that lays eggs is pretty difficult once you realize that. Uh, yeah, it's not, genetically, yeah. it's not possible. But right. I mean, like, then there's the fairy that wants nothing to do but deal with your teeth. Yeah, that's also weird. Yeah, there are some weird little. But he's done traditions. with teeth, right? He is. He's got wisdom teeth coming in, but generally, yeah, he's done with them right. falling out. Right, right, right. And he's got all the normal human teeth, I would hope. Yes, yes. Okay. He's got a mouthful of them. And they're go. all in the right spots. And he's been wearing a retainer for the past, like, 18 months or something like that. Huh. As a, they put him in the retainer before braces to make sure that everything was in place. And it seems to have worked well to the point where he if, he, he, if he does, he's only going to need him for, like, a short time. Like, maybe only enough for two or three Ferrari payments. <laughs> I wonder if uh, you can Invisalign a child. I don't know. I had a buddy that's doing the Invisalign thing, and it's pretty damn impressive. Like they, the app makes you take like a selfie, right? Like of a smile, like right. every week or something like that. And so he did a time lapse because he's been on it for maybe eighteen months now, sure. and it's a difference. Yeah, yeah. It's My a- sister did it, um, and I can't remember. Hi, Brooke. She did it. I, I don't know if it was Invisalign, but it was the clear liner thing. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, like as there's you know, because you have to move your teeth in a certain way. Oh yeah, yeah. And she, she got a big old gap. In between her front teeth. Oh man! I mean, it it, it went and fixed it, it right, but that was part of the process. And everyone was like, "You gotta keep it. You gotta leave it. Just stop." And she's like, "No." It was so funny. And she whistles when she talks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me hell. No, it was good stuff. So, uh, that's all I got, sir. All right. I mean, it's you know we haven't talked in a while, so it's longer than normal. But I know. But it seems like we're leaving so many other things on the table but so much has happened between the last time i saw you and now but well there's a lot of stuff that like and there's a lot of stuff that's not worth talking about yes like we don't care that trump is or not trump musk is trying to buy (laughs) 
Twitter. Uh, it, it's God. Musk. That's and probably Twitter. not going to actually happen. No, I think that's just a pump and dump scheme. Yeah, it's freaking bizarre. The yeah. Dow dropped a thousand points a couple days ago. That's cool. Yeah. We oh, got that going for us. Yeah, and uh, because of the the awareness of this, so Ford introduced the F one fifty Lightning. Yep. It went on. It went into production the last other day. week. Yep. Yeah. Did you watch that? No, I did not. But I, I mean, I knew what they were going to talk about, and so, anyways, I happened to have it on just because I was doing something else, and it, I just listened to it. But you know Grayson I mean? and I talked about it, oh, okay. and he's like, "Oh, I want to buy Ford stock." Yeah. Because it's fourteen bucks a share, if not less. It's as of today, it's fourteen dollars and sixteen cents. It's fourteen bucks a share. All right. And so I wanted to get Grayson into investing because yeah. we've talked about it and stuff. And so I was looking, okay, what's a good kid friendly app? And I found a company called Stockpile. Can you, as a kid, like you couldn't sign them up for Robinhood, could you? Uh, no. They have age restrictions. Don't they, they? I think yeah, they okay. have age restrictions. Okay. But so Stockpile is actually meant to be kid friendly. So. It's I, fractional too, right? Yes. Yeah, so cool. even when you're buying stock, you're not buying shares. Right. You're buying dollar value. So, right. for example, the the Ford stock is $14.16. Grayson wants five shares, right? So that's roughly like uh, $71 and change. Or something se- like that, $70 yeah. and change, something right. like that. You can't buy five shares. You can buy $72 worth of stock, which will get you five point some whatever from yeah decimal yeah. of okay. Ford stock. So Grayson had uh, some birthday money and then I kicked in some money. And so Grayson ha- is starting off his investment with $135. Okay. That's what he's starting off with stockpile. Fine. So he bought um, five shares of Ford okay. and two shares of Rivian. Oh, nice. Rivian so is tanked. They have tanked, and that's why yeah. Ford has tanked because yeah. they own Ford owns like something like they own a percentage of it. Yeah, yeah, twelve or thirteen percent of Rivian, something like that. And so that's why Amazon lost a shitload of money because they own a bunch of Rivian stock. So basically, Amazon and Ford were hurt by Rivian. So if Rivian comes or turns around, Rivian will turn around, which they will. Yeah. yeah, that'll also help Ford turn around. I've seen actually a decent number of Rivians. Oh, so have I. But the the coolest thing with the stockpile app. Uh-huh. Is every time it's Grayson's birthday or every time it's it's Christmas, oh, you can like reward all my family members. Like, what does Grayson want? And yeah. Grayson's like, I don't need anything. Right. You can gift stocks. Can you give stocks, or you gift the ability to buy a stock? Yes, does that no. make sense? So basically, the gift card will say that you know Grandpa is gifting you seventy five dollars worth of Amazon. Oh, that's cool. So when you go to redeem it, it's $75, and you can click and get $75 with Amazon, or you can say, you know what? I don't want Amazon. Oh, I you want, pick something else. I want Alphabet, okay. yep. and I can change it. Sure. But the idea of being gifted stock is kind of cool. It's like when we were kids, and you would get, remember the savings bonds? Yes. Or what savings? There was the other thing, the too. The certificates. Yeah, yeah, the certificate, silver certificate. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But the, the the cool thing with this, with this stockpile app is the... When you look up the brand, like Ford trades under the letter F. Right. So if you look up F, you'll see Ford, but it'll be listed multiple times because they'll use the F-150 logo. They'll use the Mustang logo. They're using logos so that the youngsters are familiar with the brand. Right. Yeah, yeah, got it. So when you look at Microsoft, they have the um, Minecraft logo. They have the Halo. I didn't know Minecraft was Microsoft. I had no clue. They have the Halo logo. They have the Xbox logo. So they're, they're using brand iconography so the kid can pick i want the xbox logo because i want to invest in xbox which is both good and disturbing in a way yeah a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. but so i am set up 
Grayson does not have access to this, but I can sign him up with his own his own um, stockpile account, which lets him view his his stock picks. So, but he like you you control the app. I control the app. He, he has to go kind of through you, sort of. So he can actually make trades. Okay. But I have to approve the trade. So if oh, he, I see. Right. So if yeah. he decides, like, say in a couple of months, the Rivian stock takes off yeah, and he yeah. wants to make some money and sell it, I can. he can say, sell Rivian, and I get a notification. I can say, okay, yeah. we'll sell one share Rivian, or no, we're not going to sell. Does it explain capital gains taxes? How does that work? Because he's a kid. It's, he doesn't pay tax. Mm, yes. I wonder how that works. No, he, he'll, he'll get a W-2 depending on, or w uh, well, 1099. Yeah, 1099. He'll get 1099 on, on, on his any sort of income. But it's going to be such a, I mean, 135 bucks. Well, no, I'm not saying that it would be that big with you. I'm just curious. Like, I didn't realize that you could 1099 a 12-year-old. Yeah. I mean, he has a social security number. So well, yeah, that's, all, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. The and government doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. If you're earning money and they're not getting yeah. a slice of it, they'll come yeah. after you. Yeah. Interesting. Do they do, um, does it have crypto? I don't know, but they they also have um, ETFs and index funds, so you can oh. pick a, like a, a total like target date retirement fund or something. Yeah, and so Grayson could pick his target retirement date now Bizarre. and start putting money into it. Forty five. Tell, tell him thirty five. Get it done. Yeah, just retire by thirty five. Get it done and travel the world. Yeah. So anyway, so this is his first step. In so how did you pick that? The app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mainly because of the fact that it was. No commissions, no fees. Okay, you know, and because of the fractional ownership, I wonder who backs it. I don't know, but they're, they're a licensed broker. They're all like legit. It's just the most fascinating thing. That's but super I, cool. No, what I mean by that, I, I wonder if it's stood up by like E Trade or it's somebody else who's running like the back yeah, end. Exactly. Yeah, because same thing with Robinhood. Robinhood is zero fees for right. your trades, but what they do is you put the buy order in, they hang on to it for milliseconds or whatever and so in that time they're making money on yeah. your money before they invested yeah so this um stockpile is doing the exact same thing right but the the fractional ownership is what's cool because i mean amazon stock tesla stock is like thousands of dollars or close to a thousand dollars a share so the fact that you can buy 50 bucks of amazon i think Robinhood uh has Robinhood has opened that up too yeah yeah but like I use Ally and I use uh, Wealthfront, and both of those don't allow for fractional ownership. So it's like, so this is is kind of interesting in the fact that you can do that. Yeah. But like as an example, in Robinhood, I have SoFi and I have what is my actual count of shares? Yeah, sometimes it's not easy to see. It is thirty point seven seven for some weird reason. There you go. So it's fractional. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be interesting to see. And like we just opened the account last week. Uh huh. Um. And so we'll see how it goes. And he's host. <laughs> well, and that's what he was like. Oh, do you, how much do you want this? And he's like, oh, that's a lot. I'm like, well, you've got only 135 bucks. He's like, yeah, but he's like, I don't want to lose money. I'm like, don't look at it short term. I'm like, just look at it from right now. You're finishing sixth grade. Yeah. What will these prices be when you finish seventh grade or eighth grade? Right, look at it a year or two years out. Well, especially with the EV stocks and stuff, you've got to look at that long-term play, right? Right. I mean, you look at like Lucid was forty, they're at twenty, eighteen bucks, nineteen bucks. Like they'll come back, but this yeah. is a long-term five. You're looking at twenty, twenty-five, twenty, yeah. twenty-seven. And so he's like, I don't want to lose money, right? I'm like, well, yeah, I understand that short-term fear, but yeah. you're not trying to be a day trader. You're just trying right. to buy and hold, right. and then worry about it later and right. just see where it goes. So, do, I'm, did you do? 
Speaking of being a day trader, sorry. Did you do when you were a kid that exercise where you picked stocks out of the yes, paper? Junior high. Yeah. We did, it. It, they, we did it to learn how to use Excel. Oh. Because we, we had to type into Excel the stocks. Yeah. And then you every time you check, you put the price in. Mm-hmm. And so you could chart your oh, stock yeah, chart, trading right, prices right. and stuff. So it was a way of teaching us Excel. And it was a, was it a month? I think that we, we were tra- tracking I our thought, stocks. I mean, we did a month, but. I don't remember it being an Excel. I mean, we must have used Excel, but I remember it being an exercise and they were trying to show us yeah. stock market more than anything else, I guess. Yeah, teaching you how to buy and sell and and, and basically realizing there was no magic trick to it. it was well, do you remember the day where you literally had to get the journal and look in the back to know the stock price? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I, I think it, it is super fascinating. It'd be interesting to see if uh, the, I wonder how many kids are on it, or how many, what are, how many users they have. And yeah, I'd never know. heard of it before. Yeah, I, I, I looked it up, and it was like reviewed by a couple of sites, and they recommended it. And then so I got it all set up, and then like of course I get it all set up, and then they announced that they're going away from the website. So the website will still exist mm-hmm. as a way of purchasing the the gift cards and stuff, but the actual account. Access is just going to be app based because oh, they want to be able to do more in the app, right? And so the website's more just for people buying. So like if he, he does, he have a phone? Yes, but no. He has my old iPhone ten, but, but no, it's no SIM card. Okay, so, so if he, he will because junior high starting up, and he's going to be walking sure to from school. Sure. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do, and I think I'm going to do a um, a prepaid SIM with uh, Mint Mobile. Oh, okay. Because it's like 15 bucks a month for two gigabytes of data. No, oh. yeah, It's fine. But so when, when he does have a phone, or even on his phone now, you have the app. If he gets the app, can you make it so that his app is only view? Or how, how do you do he, that? He can do whatever he wants. He can't buy or sell unless I approve it from my app. So oh, okay. So you have to tell the app that they're linked. you link them together. Yeah. So it even like when I sign in, it shows that he is... is um, is is registered, uh-huh. but I don't have an account set up for him. And but in the profile, it shows both of our names, like in the top left. Right. So it says Matthew and Grayson, and then it says add login for Grayson. Oh, I see. So okay. I, I can do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it seems like a, a really good way. I mean, if you if you're an ungrown up out there <laughs> with kids of your own, you're getting weirdly grown up advice. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even then, it's okay if you're the uncle or aunt that's got right. you know ne- nieces and nephews, and you don't want know what to get them. Well, honestly, like that's kind of a thing. Like that makes way more sense because yes. I don't, I don't get my nieces and nephews things anymore. Right. We do stuff. Right. Right. Like, and and it's not always like, oh, it has to be Christmas or this. Like, we just go do stuff. Yeah. So, um, no, that's that's a pretty cool. Yeah, because after like a couple of years, like, okay, you don't need yet another Lego set, or you right. don't need yet another you know video game or right. something like that. So this would be like, all right, well, well what I would have. Like a lot of kids these days have so much stuff. That is true. A lot of them have everything they want, basically, right? right? And so. so it's like, okay, instead of getting you this this hundred dollar toy, right? Here's a hundred dollars worth of stock that. Maybe I picked out for you, but otherwise you can choose what you want to do with it. Yeah. And but it has to be invested. You can't just take the money and blow it on toys. Did you have to put your social in? Yes. Okay. So then that's probably so my social's in there. His social's yeah, in there. That's where it is. Um. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. That's super cool. I. I'd be interested to know if they have crypto in there too, because that's almost too volatile. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't 
see them doing that, but I mean, I, I have seen other brokerages is kind of get. Like, I think Robinhood allows you to do crypto, right? They do some stuff, uh, yeah. and then Coinbase is the other one. Yeah, but I mean, dude, crypto is such a disaster. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at some of these scams where these guys are getting their crypto wallets just emptied out. And- oh yeah, it's interesting though. Like Coinbase, you don't. Your stuff's not in a wallet. You don't actually own it. You own yeah. the rights to it. It's really weird how a lot of that stuff works. And I, I mean, stocks. I, you know, I don't do a huge amount. I've got a little bit, but um, I think Ford's a good. I thought it was a, a good. A I good mean, one. for the price, yeah. it was low. the The way that they're doing electrification. I mean, the 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 Mustang Machi. It's doing decent because I see a fair number of them out on the roads. But I think the the F one fifty. Lightning being electrified. I think that's really kind of the, the big opportunity there. My brother-in-law got a build date. June, right? It was It was. I'm, we're both pretty convinced it was the 13th. He checked it yesterday. It's the 20th okay. of June. Well, whatever. But still. Yeah. So uh, interesting strategy, though. They're building the base model first. Yeah. We talked about that. And I think part of the reason is just if there is supply chain shortages with chipsets, the base models have fewer chipsets. So therefore. You would imagine. Yeah. But, but it's weird that it's only a month. Yeah, because a lot of other companies do it the other way around. Right. They, they get the fully loaded ones out there just because that's the higher dollars. profit, yep, the higher dollars. Exactly. So Yeah, it is, it, it, it's an interesting strategy. But, I mean, from what I understand, this model year is already sold out. 200 and something thousand yeah. orders. That's yeah. insane. That's awesome. What uh, what package did your brother go for? I brother think he ordered the, whatever the big trim is. Okay. The nicest one, whatever. Yeah, the Lariat or something like the top, sure. whatever. I, I can't keep track of Ford's deals, but. I know. I mean, it's. Pretty damn cool. It's a pretty impressive truck from yeah. everything I've seen. Are you gonna go with him when he picks it up? No, it's it's uh, it's getting, I guess, either trucked or driven down from uh, north mm, central California. Is that where you ordered it? His cousin owns a Ford store, uh, which is partly how he was able to get one. That makes sense. Yeah, because there, she said her allocation. I think he was telling me she said it's she's only getting like twenty something to start. It's still pretty impressive. Yeah, but I mean that's not a lot of trucks, all things no, considered, especially for the first model year. Right. Yeah. So it, I'm really excited. I mean, I think the Machi. While I think, again, I've driven the Machi. It's. Okay. I, li- I like the way it looks, it right? It's fine. a decent looking car. Yeah. What bums me out is they, they shouldn't use Mustang. I understand that they're trying to make that a brand, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the new is the Kia. I like the Hyundai, the Ionic. I like the Hyundai, the, the, the Kia, Kia better. The EV6. Yep. I like that weird little ducktail sort of yeah. thing they've got going on in the back. I, I think like it's the, a better looking one. I like the squared off look of the Ionic. It's the same platform. Yep. I just don't like the... The Ionic has too much of that weird black cladding that oh. they put like the triangle stuff yeah. in. It just looks a little too funky. But yeah, I mean, it's cool to see a lot of these cars. The ID4 is kind of boring. It is boring. I've, um, I've played with that one. But I mean, it it exists. It's fine. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it was interesting because I mean, all this news coming around. Grayson, I mean, a 12-year-old, he knows, okay, F-150 Lightning, that's yep. a thing. Rivian, that's a thing. He's right. seen a bunch of them. He's like, I want to invest in these two companies. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if we're able to get him to invest more of his own birthday money, chore money, or if he gets gift Bored. cards from what he picks, what other stocks he picks. Yeah. Like if he, cause Intel was on his list. He's like, Oh, maybe we'll do that. All right. So I don't know where he's well, hopefully he doesn't get bored and it would be cool if you catch him doing some research. Yes. And so right. I think that's what I'm going to make him do for future buys. It'd be like, okay, you have this hundred dollars of money that you've saved up two months for. Right. What are you going to spend it on? Why? What made you choose this company? What makes you think they're going to do better? Mm-hmm. And kind of see how it goes. But I mean, I don't think his luck is going to be any better than mine when it comes to picking actual stocks. And so maybe I'll teach him, hey, go with a 
ETF or go with the, you know, a fund and just yeah. kind of do it that way. Cause that way your, your X amount of dollars gets spread amongst all of these other stocks. Right. So we'll see. I, I just, yeah, that's super fascinating that they're making it easier for kids to invest. I don't know any kid, like when we were kids, how would you have even <laughs> done that? Do you know what I mean though? Like we would no. what your we parents would have bought stock, I guess for you as kids, we would have gotten a kid's savings account and we would have gotten that little book, little booklet thing from the bank or whatever you can like write down your bank balance and stuff and it and that That was was it it. yeah or the certificate yeah which i had a a a savings account as a kid but i never had any money in it yeah i did too my like my mom i think she's opened accounts for all the grandchildren yeah but then but what what? yeah i mean and that's that's one of those things where what do you contribute to it once and then everybody forgets it exists yeah and so hopefully with this i mean it's, it's an app they'll it seems easier to use and it seems like the, the, the barrier to entry is really easy. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to have a bank account connected to it. You How's just, that work? You just put in your credit card oh, or your, oh, your, yeah, your, right. your debit card and that's how you fund your right. account with it. If you want to take the money out, you have to link it to your banking account and stuff. But yeah. I mean, super easy. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. It'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, it's a thing where I think that, you know, if you can get a kid interested in that early enough. And they can be somewhat successful and find an interest in it. Yeah. They're set up better for the rest of their lives. We can hope. We we hope so. Although, it's all going to burn down pretty soon anyways. Yay. And on that absolutely positive note, I think we should go. Let's go drink. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast. And for this, we apologize. <laughs>